Now that Chris and his girlfriend Rose have reached the meet the parents milestone of dating, she invites him for a weekend getaway upstate with her parents. At first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behaviour as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries lead him to a truth that he never could have imagined. Welcome to another feature presentation episode of Midnight Double Feature, and on this episode, we invite you to journey into the sunken place with us and our special guest, friend of the show and one of the hosts over at Liberty Street Geek Podcasting Network, Matthew Anderson, as we cover 2017's Get Out, written and directed by Jordan Peele. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the fucking show. Um, Colin, say howdy. Hello, everyone. That was very cordial. <laughs> um, dude, this is a fucking special one for us, man. Like, this is like... This <laughs> and Colin, I'll, I'll, I'll slide right over so you can join in on the suck fest. Oh, yeah, sure. Go ahead. <laughs> um, so, uh, we're, number one, we're covering Get Out by Jordan Peele, uh, which is a movie that I've been wanting to cover for a very long time. Um, number two, though, and probably the most fucking important... We have with us someone who is instrumental in, like, helping us start Midnight Double Feature. And, like, if there's no LSG media, there's no Midnight Double Feature. <laughs> like, Colin For wouldn't real. have reached out through me to me, like, via any Facebook. He's like, who the fuck is this Zoheb guy? Um, <laughs> but, um, but more than that, man, like, he's a friend of the show um, and he's a friend to us. Uh, Matthew Anderson, dude. How you doing? Hello, I'm doing Woo! good. Golf clap, golf clap. This is a hey. Yeah. By the way, this is my first um, like guest spot uh, on any other really? podcast ever. What, yeah. dude? That's interesting. <laughs> I, I bow and I accept. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it, it well, went really, it went really well because you know Matt heard our our episodes. He's like, dude, please, can I come on? And we're like, yeah, I guess. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, we, we, fuck we, fine. we reached out to Matt, and Matt was gracious enough to accept. And uh, we'd love to have everybody from LSE on here eventually, just because I mean, like you said, without without LSE, there is no midnight double feature, and you know, um, it's it, it was really instrumental in in getting us started. I mean, I literally talked to Matt for well, we had like an hour long conversation one day uh, yeah. just about. Like, oh, yeah, you need to get this, and this is how you get set up so, you know, you don't sound like a you fucking kiddies. basement podcast and shit. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and, and, and you know, I've, I've, Matt, I've, always, I've always turned to Matt if I've got questions about things, you know, like we talked about before the Django podcast and stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited that you're here, and uh, he's, he's a great guy and an even better podcaster. So, welcome. Aw, so For sure, sweet. dude. Yeah, I'm For excited. Sure. Uh, we're, we're, dude, we're stoked to have you here. Um, little little fact. Um, I've so there are four four hosts on LSG Media, um, and I've met the other three. I've never met you. Yeah, so far <laughs> like, away, dude. That was that was funny because like um, I was stopping over in LA and I I had no idea where where you were, and I was like, hey, want to come meet me? And you're like, yeah, sure. It's like eight hours away. <laughs> That's right. See you in a couple days. Oh fuck. Fucking hell. Um <laughs> next time. But no man. Seriously, thanks thanks heaps. Thanks heaps for joining us, man. We are um 
We we've been we've been a fan of LSG Media for a very long time. Um, our our listeners are probably sick of us plugging you guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, is this well, that asshole it? they've been talking about? Ah, he's not that funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. this is gonna be fun. I I am looking forward to this, and this was a, an awesome choice of a movie. I'm so boned up to be talking about it. You hear that, Colin? It was an awesome choice. Yeah, it was me. You. It was my choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, man, like, let's, um, let's say, do you want to fucking just dive right into it? Like, dive into our thoughts on this bitch? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking oath. All right. Uh, Matt, you can, you can start us off, man. What, what do you think about Get Out? Ooh, boy. Ah, big question. Well. It is a big question, actually. Um, I've been pondering it, yeah. <laughs> and it, it, like, and it's a funny movie to try and talk about because it's, like, such a, a movie of its moment. You know, it is, like, mm. a very, you know, one I, before I even get into the specifics of this movie, I think it's uh, a really cool example. I would put it up there with, like, It Follows and The Invitation too. of, like, I personally think we are getting into a new age of, like, great horror movies because fuck yes like i don't know about you guys but like i grew up really big on horror movies watching all the old like classic stuff like you know all the freddy movies the jason movies uh, halloween michael myers all that shit was really big on it especially the zombie stuff but as i was like getting into like teenage years and in high school i was like wait a minute all this all the horror movies i love are from like the 70s and 80s and I, and there were just no new horror movie. like dude i don't know about you guys but do you remember like the mid-2000s just being such a wasteland of garbage like there was oh, oh boy yes like, ah jennifer's body ah awesome let's all go talk about that like who gives a shit like there yeah, was just freddy versus jason titties oh, <laughs> I, I, I love that movie dude, <laughs> that, it's, you know, that, it's fucking fun <laughs> of those movies that one was like by far one of the mm. most watchable but um <laughs> but yeah there was just like a weird weird era a run there of just not very good very mediocre like they all tried to copy the ring and they did it terribly uh Mm -hmm. and it was like oh it's psychological and maybe he actually did it the whole time like that was the fucking format of every horror movie for like eight years uh we're finally getting this like real cool twists and and actually good storytelling and it's fucking good i mean this movie was nominated for oscars and it's a horror movie i was like that's it won one uh which one did it win yeah, it won screenplay, uh, Jordan Peele, uh, writer. Oh, that's Best original, right. ah, best original screenplay. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, dude. I was because I watched that. I mean, like, I'm a, I'm a snob. I watch I watch the Oscars live. <laughs> <laughs> I have such a love hate relationship with the Oscars. There are times where I'm yeah. like, oh, fantastic, they got it right. They picked Moonlight. Good for yeah. them. And then they're, they're, I'll still never forgive them for fucking giving us what Shakespeare and love over Savings Pride and <sighs> Ryan. I'm like, get fucked. Fucking oh my Academy God. Awards, <laughs> dog shit. Um, For sure. But no, I, this long-winded way of coming back to, uh, I think this is one of the new crop of like excellent horror movies. And I think Jordan Peele, I mean, his next movie is going to be a horror. I think he's going to be one of the big directors in this like whole genre. And I'm excited about mm. it. I think this is just just a solidly well-made horror movie but the other side of it is that it's very much unapologetically about race and and that that makes it like a it's the forefront of this movie and the horror of it but it's interesting to talk about because some people want to dive completely into that side of it like how is it a social commentary how is it a commentary about race and and it's an excellent one but it's also i never want people to forget i'm like it's also just an excellent horror movie like it's just a really well-made horror movie and i think it's a smart one and Dude, I love it. it. It's great, slow, creepy reveals. It, it's so good at setting up this, like, atmosphere of dread where you're like, something's wrong. I don't know what. Um, and it just, it's such a great slow burn of a movie that gets, of course, 
crazy as shit at the very end. Um, but I think it, I think it's great. It's a, a psychological story. It's it's a story about race that I actually think is also pretty good uh, for a white person, at least getting you in the mindset of like, <laughs> oh fuck, that's what it's like. That's how awkward <laughs> it can be and <laughs> shitty and weird and rude and just like everybody's ignorant as shit and it's weird and awful. Uh, it's so good, dude. It just it puts you right in the space and makes you feel it. It's it's awesome. I really enjoyed this. I saw it in the theater. I was glad I got to see it there, uh, and I haven't gotten to watch it since. So this is only my second viewing, and so I'm all like amped oh. up on it again. Nice, nice, awesome. Fucking Colin, hit us. Hit hit me with your thoughts. Uh, okay, because you <coughs> you you've been you've been pissing me off with you with this movie. Mm-hmm. You and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fucking lead right into it. You haven't seen this movie before this watch. I never. Um, it, no. That hurts me so much. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's it's hilarious. Because you're like, hey man, you know, have you seen Get Out? I'm like, no, but dude, you have got to watch RoboCop too because that is so <laughs> dog shit. Like, uh, yeah, you um, messaged me the other day. Let's watch Robo. Let's do RoboCop too. And I'm like, oh, what? and you still haven't seen Get Out. <laughs> oh yeah, dude! I'll like I was, I, like literally Lindsay and I last night watched House of the Dead. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Oh, We're talking oh, like, based on the video game. Yes, yeah, Yui Ball, right? I th- oh shit! I don't really, I didn't even look. I, 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 I ended up be. falling asleep like halfway through it. But this, is, I mean, such a god level nine dumpster fire. I was like, holy <laughs> shit! Um, <clears throat> but getting back to an actual good horror movie, uh, Get Out. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I. I, I, I do wish I'd have seen it sooner. Um, I'm not. I'm not like, oh my god, it's just such a missed opportunity. But it's like, yeah, I would have liked to have seen this in theaters. This this is a good movie. Lindsay and I watched it. We both really enjoyed it. Um, and <coughs> because it 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 does it totes a really good line in between, um, like what Matt said, social commentary and just being a straight up horror movie. Uh, and especially with the alternate ending that they have to it, I, I like the I like the choices that they made. I don't know if you guys saw the alternate ending, but the one that they went with in the movie, I think, is like far superior. I think the, I think the the other one is a little bit. That's 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 a lot more of social commentary and uh, and the prison system and, and things like that. Um, but all in all, I, I liked it a lot. Um, I think that this is the kind of stuff. I think M Night Shyamalan wishes he could make a movie like this. <laughs> that's true. I, I I think that I think that there's so much of this that I'm watching and I'm like, you know, this feels very shining. This feels very being John Malkovich. Um, it it's it it feels like a, a lot of different things. But at the same time, the best part about it is you can never quite just put your finger on it and say, oh, it's like this. It it right when you're about to put your finger on it, it just does this evade and it does something different and it keeps me on my toes to the point where a lot of movies don't stress me out. I don't, you know, because you watch so many movies, you start to understand formulas and, and things like that. And you get kind of desensitized to things like that. Like when the music kicks up, you're like, okay, they want me to feel something here. What are they showing me? You know, you're, I, I can't help but be that kind of like analytical about things. It's like once you know the magic trick. Right. Um, but I this this thing really really kept me guessing, even though I knew what a lot of it was about. I had a little bit of it explained to me, but um, just the fact that it's 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 great because it's it's one of those movies where it's got a lot of mystery to it, and you're always asking questions the whole time. And every every little thing, once you go back and watch it the second time, all the stuff from the first viewing makes so much sense. There's so much stuff that's like, oh, that's you know, blah blah blah. That's why this character decided to do this. And once you're in on the quote unquote joke, so to speak, of 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 what these people are actually doing and why he's there, you start to understand. 
a lot of stuff from the first time that you saw it. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think that if this is any indication, uh, if, if it's any indication of what Jordan Peele is set to do, then he's perfect to do the Twilight Zone. That's, you know, he's, he's, he's set up perfect to do that. It is so surreal, especially the scenes in the sunken place. I was like, dude, this feels like, it feels like I'm a kid and I'm watching 90s Outer Limits again. You know, it's like, I, I feel like I'm just sucked into this bizarro kind of like world. Um, and it's great. He sets anticipation or, or, or just makes you feel, you know, just just really restless the whole time. And I'm like, OK, what is going on? Like, can somebody please give me a fucking answer? Like, I, I kind of even know what's going on, but I just need it. Like, I need someone to sit down and kind of like tell you, um, which, you know, you kind of get that scene later on. And I was finally like, thank God. But the fact that it made me feel that way when a lot of movies actually don't really kind of showed me something. Um, and in obviously the the parts of social commentary, you know, on race and I, I love the way that it's portrayed because it's not just like oh there's a black dude and he's like ah, i don't like you because you're black you know there's there's there, there's all these things oh with your genetic makeup and this and that it's always like <laughs> offhanded racist remarks that they exactly. don't it's it's just an ignorant thing that they don't think um they think it's almost like a compliment you know oh my man and blah 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 and you know given like the pound it and oh i voted for obama you know the person who's <laughs> trying so hard um to just to seem cool to just seem or or just straight up, <laughs> black is the new. What was he saying? Black is the new. He's oh, like black, black is, is very fashion. fashionable. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, like, oh my what? god, what? right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's a great movie. I was I was surprised by it. Um, I and I'm I'm very cautious of movies like this just because um, anything that does have some kind of social commentary behind it, where it's a heavy part of it, I get cautious of things like that. Um, you know, just not, not even not because of any set political beliefs or anything like that. I just I I. I like to keep my politics separate from my entertainment a lot and sometimes it's impossible to do that and sometimes it's really well done like in this case and i'm i'm glad that i watched it and i'm glad that i didn't let kind of my preconceived notions of movies with uh, kind of meaning and social commentary behind them get to me um and i, I enjoyed it I, I really like it a lot i think i'll probably end up buying this i think it'll i think it'll end up in the in the collection um but I, I i'm not like rushing out to buy it right this second you know but it but it is great thank you for fucking making me watch it finally <laughs> hey i fucking won one hey awesome <laughs> yeah you get one of those a year you fucker <laughs> <laughs> great see you next halloween um <laughs> But, uh, no, man. So, as usual, I like to sort of talk a little bit about the director first. Um, Jordan Peele, dude. This this guy, I, I was a fan of Jordan Peele before this movie. Um, and I know that sounds like a fucking hipster thing to say. I, I used to like him before he became famous. Douchebag. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but, no, uh, I was really familiar with uh, Key and Peele um, because mm -hmm. he was, you know, he always works with Keegan-Michael Key. Um, and he was in Fargo uh, with uh, Keegan-Michael Key in the first season. Um, he's he's done a whole bunch of stuff, man. and he's But it's always been comedy. Um, and when I heard about Get Out, I was kind of skeptical. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. And then, like, everyone was telling me to go see this, like, immediately. And I was just like, all right, let me... Let me go check this shit out. And, dude, I fucking loved it. Like, Jordan Jordan Peele's- even his comedy and Keegan-Michael Key's comedy is very racially slanted. So, I knew it was going to be sort of um, a, a commentary on race. On, on, on race. Um, but I didn't expect a Hitchcockian horror, horror movie. Like, this was- 
this is this this is absolutely one of my favorite horror movies in the last sort of decade or so. Um, and I think uh, Matt, you you completely hit the nail on the head. Um, horror movies these days are getting better and better. Like look at look at a quiet place. Like oh, have yeah. you have you seen that? Like I, that's uh, that's my one of my most anticipated ones that I still haven't uh, seen. But see, it's 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 just it's just a whole level of. It's another level of, of, of creating tension. And, like, these movies, man, It Follows, Get Out, A Quiet Place, they just know how to build tension and they know how to build suspense. And um, they just they know how to execute the, the horror elements and they're just so well done, man. Like, um, but, yeah, man, this, this movie is incredible. Um, it's, just, it's just so... It just draws you in immediately. Um, like you said, like you guys said, this is the shit thing about going third because you guys have said everything already. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just something not quite right there. Like you, you, you know, you don't know exactly what you're in for, but you like you kind of have like an inkling. That's that's also another achievement, man. This one, best original screenplay, like. Think about how hard it is to write an original horror movie these days. Um, and I look, I'm, I'm sure this concept is out there somewhere in previous movies somewhere, but I've never seen it. I, I really like this idea of, um, you know, you're trapped in your own body while you're kind of like watching like a tra- like someone else is controlling the, the your your brain, like your body. Um, uh, that That's fucking awesome. Have you guys seen that idea anywhere? I mean, outside of like what you said, Colin, uh, like being John Malkovich is the movie that I go to first. But I, I think of that. that that oh, it's a great movie. Um, but that concept of being locked away in your own body while you're watching somebody else control it. But that movie is is so it's going about it at a completely different direction. It's not mm. a horror. It's you know very different way. Like the way this movie latches on to that concept and uses it is, I I think, fantastic. Um, and also, sure. I, I wanted to add, you know, kind of what you were saying, Colin. I think this might be one of the best examples I can think of of having an interesting kind of satirical commentary and an agenda, but that's not the main like. It's mm. there and it's interwoven as an integral part of the story, but they're not just beating you over the head with it. It's not like, like you see, you know, I can't think of a good counterexample, but there are times where you can tell her like, okay, this person was way more concerned with how can I just throw my agenda at you and I don't really care about how the story is. Whereas this is like, I'm going to tell a great story and there will also be commentary within it. Like mm-hmm. it's just a solidly written story. Well, that's right. Like it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't beat beat you over the head with it and, and things like that. But like, dude, this this watch as well because I've seen this about a good five six times now. I I, I adore this movie. Um, but the, the last few watches, I kind of picked up. Man, this is as much as it is a horror movie. It's also a really dark comedy. <laughs> like a it is like yeah. the 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 comedy elements. Like I'm not talking about his friend Rod, like who is an outright like hilarious. Like I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just um, just to kind of meet the parents aspects of it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, like that right there is a horror movie. <laughs> Meeting the parents of your of your girlfriend, like that already right there. That's that's your hook. Everyone's familiar with that shit. And not just that, but you're gonna go to their house for the weekend and be stuck there. Like, it's not like, hey, we're gonna drop yeah. by their apartment and say hi and yeah. have dinner and go home. Like, nah, you're stuck. Maybe this and then the strange for strange people are rocking up and oh, like it, it just escalates and escalates until like it it just explodes into like a violent fucking thing it's 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 awesome man it's a great it's a great movie and i'm really keen to see um his next movie i think it's called us um yeah 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 i'm, I'm really stoked um but yeah 
uh, Twilight Zone. Um, this guy's this guy's fucking getting work. <laughs> like, dude, did he's... you did you ever watch the cartoon Gargoyles back in the day? Ooh, hell yeah, no. I did. Dude, he's talking about doing gargoyles. Um, which, Ooh. if any of our <clears throat> any of our listeners don't, it's just a '90s kids cartoon about these gargoyles that during the night they come alive and during the day they turn to stone. It's like uh, s- something Warrior by Night or something like that. It was awesome. I loved it as a kid. But I did too. Um, yeah. Just to see somebody touch on that again, I was like, holy shit! Like, I mean, how old were you when when uh, when that was coming out? You know, like Jordan Peele, I, I didn't think that you would be a fan of something like that. You know, um, <laughs> and I I, lo- I, I mean, because I think. Uh, who uh, his partner from uh, from Key is it? Uh, Key, Key, what, what's his partner's Key, name? Oh, Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, I remember him from Mad TV back in the day, um, and like it's like seeing him, he was kind of one of the the late like comers to that show in like the early 2000s. I remember thinking he was fucking hilarious. And, um, you know, I've, I've seen him kind of get a bad rap from like Dave Chappelle, you know, where he was talking about, you know, oh yeah, I paved the way for you guys and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I, I feel like, I, I mean, and God knows Chappelle show is like a cultural phenomenon. That's some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. But Keen Peel is just such a different thing. Um, and I, and I, I like to see that he's not just sticking with, with comedy, you know, that he can actually kind of break away from that and, and do something that's a little bit different. Um, because as, as you know, it's, it, it's it's really hard to do um, to to do comedy, and I think that once you once you tackle comedy, doing something that's a little bit more serious like this, not not necessarily that it's easy, but if you're skilled enough to tackle comedy, I want to see how skilled enough you are to tackle you know horror or drama or anything outside of that. For sure, um, and that's that's what I really like about this. For sure, dude. Um, just to close out my thoughts, man. Um, I just again awesome movie. I wanted to talk about. <laughs> do you guys know what inspired this movie? Ooh, no. no. So apparently it was a bit in Eddie Murphy's Delirious. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so Murphy Murphy like talks about why white people just don't leave the house when a ghost shows up. Oh and- <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> like uh, this is a quote in the Amityville Horror. The guys <laughs> the guys told him to get out of the house. Now that's a hint, and a- that's a hint and a half for you assholes. If a guy says get the fuck out, I was just tip the fuck out the door. <laughs> <laughs> Love Which it. is true, man. I'm like, I'm like, why don't you just get the fuck out of there? And like, also, this is another thing. Why do black people always get killed first in horror movies? Like, come on, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's it. That's it. I love how this. I mean, and that's. It's so funny. Like what you were saying earlier too, uh, Zoe. Like how often it's hard to make an original horror movie because of any genre in film. I can't think of a more self-referential one than horror. Yes. Like they're co- they're always making homages to each other and playing on the tropes and stereotypes of horror movies. I mean, the name of this movie, Get Out, like which is what you're always screaming at every fucking character in every horror movie. Like, why are you walking down to the basement where you can't leave? Get out! Like, what are you doing? Like, it's just it's it's already kind of poking fun at the like setup of horror movies, and of course, of the black characters, always the first one to be like, "Hold on, guys, I'm gonna go outside and see what that <laughs> noise was and get stabbed to death for no reason." Mm-hmm. And white people always want to split up. Like, come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, seriously. Um, but uh, that's my thoughts on it. What do you guys say we dive into this bitch? I'm ready. Let's do it. Fucking awesome. Um, dude, this opening scene, it immediately grabbed me with the with the long shot, the tracking shot. It, it, any shot like this gets my gets my attention immediately. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this shit is John Carpenter as fuck. I was like, it oh, is. I love that shot. I love me some Carpenter, man. It Oof. is. Um, we meet Andre Hayworth, who comes back later. Uh, he's on the phone in a very affluent suburb and, uh, yeah, gets fucking kidnapped. Yeah. Have you, either so, of you guys watched Atlanta at all? No, oh, uh-uh. I've seen... 
Ah, uh, it's really good. But he's uh, this guy, Lakeith uh, Stanfield, Stanfield, is one of the main dudes yeah. on that show. And he's just, he's this like stoner dude who's also like, you think he might have like the sixth sense. It's like really surreal and weird, <laughs> and he's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I loved, I loved seeing him pop up in this. But dude, I uh, love, I love how quick this scene breaks bad. And you also, it's cool too because you think he's going to make the right decision because he's like, you know what, fuck this, I'm turning around, I'm going home, I'm not doing this. Like he starts walking he away. Does. Yeah. Only to uh, get nabbed by Allison Williams' brother. But, dude, it, 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 you know what? This comes back because, like, you get a fucking Milton from the office, from office space later, <laughs> talks about how, <laughs> how, um, how his wrangling methods are a bit more fucking hard out than, uh, <laughs> than, than Allison's. <laughs> and it's, it's just true. kind of like you see his methods here. It's, it's great. It's great. Just straight um, grab him and headlock him and throw him into your car. Dude, yeah, for sure. Like, and and the, uh, do you see the mask here? The the crazy knight's fucking Templar mask. Yeah, dude, that shit is so creepy looking. That's wild, man. Um, another thing as well. Apparently, Jordan Peele says this is a quote. Apparently, it's about the Holy Grail. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. What? <laughs> uh, according to Peele, uh, the order, you know, the the order, the family order, um, they believe they are destined for immortality and deity status. And over hundreds of years, they have worked to figure out through science a way to achieve the power of the Holy Grail. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. See, I thought I was thinking it was some like weird reference to the KKK, how they used to think of themselves as, yeah. as knights and like this armor thing. And I was like, is that what that is? That's but- what I thought too, man. And the son is kind of like fucking weird he's a he's a weird he's a weird dude yeah he looks like a workaholics extra i was like dude the guys from workaholics (laughs) are god what have happened to them um that kid i've seen this kid in a few things he was in x-men first class that's Um, right he was he was banshee banshee yeah yeah he was also in something more oh he was in uh three billboards outside ebbing missouri he gets fucking tossed out the fucking window that's right he's that guy he gets his ass kicked (laughs) yeah (laughs) um but no, um, then we, dude, another thing I really like about this, this movie, the music. Oh, um, yeah. Because as they're driving away, it, like, the the music just kind of drops out and we just get this this violin. Oh, yeah, it's like, shit, strange, dude. like, dissonant chords. And then it turns yeah. into, like, the, the, like, kind of, like, gospel-y sounding voices, but they sound like they're at the bottom of a well in hell. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. You couldn't have put it any... See, Colin, we're about to look like shit podcasters right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. That's that's why I'm not saying anything, dude. Get with the program. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, 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 love, I love the music, especially not only just the stuff that's um, like the actual score for the film, but, you know, we, this, this Run Rabbit Run song that's playing, and then immediately oh, in the yeah. scene after this, we get that, It's too late! And I was like, oh, yeah. that's fucking good, man. That's a good yeah. song, too. As soon as it started playing, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I, I, I like it because they're setting this there's kind of setting a mood with that at the very beginning of just kind of calming you down a little bit with the music right after this uh kind of intense scene um right which this whole opening scene kind of reminded me of uh the beginning of it follows a little bit at first because it's it opens up on a street we're in a suburb it's a one shot and you know it's basically all done in one shot i was like wow i feel like i feel like i just saw this you know it's like it, it kind of reminded me of that a little bit um but just a totally different kind of uh outcome from it i was like that's cool i like that a lot for sure dude um, but we meet Chris Washington and Rose Armitage. Uh, Chris Washington is Daniel Kaluuya, so he was nominated for an Oscar for this. But I'd seen him in Sicario before this. Yeah, um, in that in that in that role as a partner, um, he was pretty good in that. But he went on to 
to be in Black Panther after this. Like he's he's working his way. He's working yeah. his way up. Um, I haven't seen Alison Williams in anything though. Oh, I think she, she was in Girls. Uh, yeah, that's the only thing so I've seen her in. I, I watched oh, okay. uh, almost all of Girls. I don't think I finished the last season. Um, fucking, I mean, she's okay. Let me say it this way: she's really good Super on that hot. show. She's <laughs> she, also that uh, good on that show. But I fucking hate her character on that show. And I'm like, maybe to her credit as an actress, that every time I see her, I'm still kind of like, ugh, because <laughs> I yeah. just hate her character on that show so much. But I'm like, that's not her fault. She was just doing her job really well. But good. you know what? She's very hateable in this as well. Oh, absolutely, she is. Yeah. And the yeah. whole the whole time I'm looking at her, I'm like, okay, so I'm just gonna call her not Jennifer Connelly the whole time because she fucking looks Ooh. just like Jennifer Connelly to me. Um, and just the she, whole time I was looking at her, I was like, what is she from? I know her from something, but it's like she just kind of looks like a collage of 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 actresses to me. I'm like, she reminds me of someone, but that's not who I think it is. Daughter of Brian not- Williams. Do you guys know that? She's daughter of Brian. I don't know who Brian Williams is. NBC Nightly <laughs> News anchor who's now uh, been fired because he lied. <laughs> oh, oh shit. shit. I'm not gonna know that. <laughs> international inter- international references, Matthew. Come on. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're in that upside down land down there. <laughs> yeah, the right. second place on the bottom of the continent. Yeah. The world. Now, that's last, last I'm, time I'm, I checked I'm on Australia, you, last time I checked on Australia, you guys were fighting for gasoline and uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's 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 fucking fury road happening outside. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, she actually looks like Jennifer Carpenter to me. You know, from Dexter. Um, the, the the sister no okay we'll fucking move along right? <laughs> yeah fuck you no I'm just- <laughs> <sighs> you pieces of shit but um yeah basically they're talking about uh this trip upstate and to meet to meet her parents and he asks hey do they know I'm black <laughs> she's like yeah you're the you know whatever and you're the first black guy I've dated which is important. <laughs> Which is fucking important. Right. Like and that you, is, that's honestly, yeah. this is one of the first times in the movie where it, that really is like, I know I'm a white dude, but that's some white people shit where she's all like, it doesn't even matter. Like, shut up. Like, you just, it's, you I don't know. have to be weird about I it. But, like, you can say it. You can say he's a black dude. Like, you, you can mention that. And like, obviously, he's the one who's bringing it up. Like, look, like, you should say, you should say that. Like, let's not act like it's not something that exists. Right. Yeah. I like uh, I was watching this with Lindsay and Lindsay's like, even if their parents, which she's giving the impression that her parents are just some of the most progressive people on the planet, um, (laughs) even if they're that progressive, it's different what you think of someone who's black versus someone who's black dating your daughter. Like, that's a very different like thing. You have no idea what the parents kind of reaction can be to that. Um, Especially, I mean, Matt, you know, fucking living in the South, you fucking know what I'm talking about. Um, Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, and I I thought that was I thought that was really telling and and really interesting um, because it's it, it, it is. It's it's something like you said, you know, she's like, oh, it's not really that important or blah, blah, blah. Um, but in the back of this guy's mind, I mean, I kind of feel like this is not the first like white girl that he's dated before um, that this right. is. I mean, obviously, this has happened before at some point, you know, um, and uh, and just that she tries to, like, blow this off. You know, and this is something that's that's, you know, can be a, a, a can be a what do you want to call it? A, a, a deal breaker, you know, for the parents, you know, <laughs> right. even even if they want to act as woke as they, oh, no, we're cool and blah, blah, blah. Still, it's <laughs> we're different. Cool, it's, my man. It's all cool. Right. <laughs> it's, it's different when it's like it's different when it's like staying there, you know. Right. Right. And uh, you know what it makes me think of? Um, did you guys ever used to watch the the uh, Colbert rapport back when he had the show, the show on Comedy Central? Ooh, oh, yeah. Bits and paces. 
Oh, man. He had always such a great bit on there. I always thought it was like such a nice little piece of satire is he always acted like, oh, I don't even see race. Like he'd have a, he'd have like a black guest on. He's like, well, I don't see race. I'm completely colorblind. I don't see race at all. And I'm like, that is such a perfect like shitty white liberal. Oh, like, oh, I don't even sure. see race. I just it just doesn't even matter. I'm like, don't act like you can't like it doesn't even exist. That's so annoying. Yeah. just right. I mean, you know, it, it obviously exists. Like I, I just uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, you know what I just realized? And by the way, this is like the the poster child for progression, the word progression. Um, I'm talking to two Southerners and I am not white. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't hated you yet. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, like Colin's over there sharpening his pitchfork. <laughs> yeah, I told uh, l- l- listeners don't know this, but I only got Zoheb because he's brown. And once I realized he wasn't black, I couldn't go back. I was like, fuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just decided, I was like, ah, fuck. Uh, he's, he's not white. Okay, whatever. That'll work. That, that'll give me some. Uh, it'll, it'll do. Yeah, that'll give me some street cred. As the two white guys from the South, I think we are the ones to give the definitive opinion on the racial <laughs> tensions of, you know. <laughs> we are. We are not fist pumping, by the way. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're, they're driving along, and we get to meet uh, Rod. Rod is hilarious. I, th- I think yeah. Rod's hilarious. He he brings like a good, a good like. If you don't pick up on the satirical comedy of the movie, then this is what's going to get you. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> But I also think he should have been played by Jordan Peele, man. Like, I was like, Jordan, you look almost exactly like this guy, and we know you've got the comedic chops. I was like, come on, man. You couldn't have, like, acted in this, dude. I, just, uh, I, I think he was doing the humble thing. He's like, well, this is my first movie. I don't yeah. think I should write, direct, and have a part in it. Maybe I'm just going to, you know, step to the side. But I think you're right. He would have nailed this part just fine. He would have. Yeah, he would have, too. Um, but Chris is basically telling him <laughs> how, to, how to feed his dog. <laughs> no human food. Um, yeah and then they hit a fucking deer dude i i love i i love the scene for for two reasons um you know obviously when they hit the deer the sound that the fucking deer is making now what you know who that is yeah, I was well. Fuck, goddamn it, Zoe! I was getting to that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, not not only is it fucking like terrifying, you know, the way that that sound just that, you know, that's that's Jordan Peele, and it's like holy shit. Just to mm-hmm. make that, I saw him on a Reddit like AMA um, that I watched about this, and I was like, oh god, I love that. I love when people go in there and just do the sounds like naturally and just you know something. It's kind of like David Bowie and Labyrinth. You know, the baby oh, the shit. baby wouldn't cry, so they David Bowie just made the baby sounds in the studio right there. I was like, holy shit, man, that's fucking awesome i loved i loved seeing that kind of stuff i'm an audio kind of sound effect nerd like that sometimes uh, yeah no if i if i could have a second career i might go down the path of a foley artist because that shit sounds so fun <laughs> oh cool. yeah that shit's cool oh dude like just every time everything comes back to jurassic park for me and like the way they made the sounds for, for the for the for the dinosaurs in jurassic park oh my god um but yeah what do you guys think of this deer scene dude this is uh, Chris gets fucking, uh, fucking shattered here, man. Like yeah. it's actually, it actually, it actually is kind of heartbreaking to watch. Like every time I see like an animal that's in pain like that, I'm like, oh god. Like whenever I hear hear someone like going hunting, I'm just like, well, no one hunts here. Oh well, not <laughs> not, not anyone know. But like, whenever I listen to like Rogan's podcast because he like, um, oh yeah, he he, loves he's yeah, he's a hunter and like he's always talking about hunting. He's always talking about. You know, make make sure you go in for like the clean kill. You don't want to you don't want to put it in in agony and shit like that. What 
what do you guys think is the is the sort of metaphor here? Like, is this is the deer supposed to be all black people? I think that's what I mean. Kind of, you know. I, think I took it as like I, I took it as like his mom, um, you know, because here's here's another death in front of him, and you know, just seeing the same kind of laying there on this because it's a hit and run, just like his mom. You know, you get hit, right. you're laying on the side of the road, you're dying alone, just like lying there in agony. You know, because he kind of says that later on about his mom. That that's just my opinion. I mean, that's what's fucking great about film. Yeah, you know what? That actually makes more fucking sense. Maybe hey. I'm just a racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't be racist. You're brown. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, that's true. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I, uh, I I I think it would be hilarious um, to have Zoheb down here in Tennessee, um, just because like <laughs> there's there's so many people here that I know that are we actually have a large demographic of people who are Muslim and uh, you know Filipino. Like I work with several, and they're like, dude, I can't tell you how many people just think I'm Mexican. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um, but I I'm like still this- bringing my bulletproof vest. Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I like this scene a lot um, just because, you know, not not only of the thing getting hit, but uh, later on their conversation with the cop. But I don't want to go too far ahead. What do you guys think think of this before I get to that? Um, you know, I'm I pretty much uh, on a second viewing now, see it kind of the way you have, Colin, of like this is another time where he's watching he's watching something suffer and die on the side of the road that he can't help. And like every you know, the way it zooms right into his eyes, like, you know. Every time he sees something like that, he's thinking about his mom and how helpless he was, powerless to to do anything about it. I think. Yeah, you know what? That fucking makes more sense. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I was gonna say the the thing that really um, I don't know if you guys caught this. I didn't catch this. Um, I, I I read some uh, some things with uh, interviews with Jordan Jordan Peele where he was talking about the police officer that comes up. You know, he asked uh, he asked him for his driver's license. You know, and they're like, oh, you know, and of course, you know, she um, you know Rose she automatically jumps in and she's like, no, why do you need that? Blah blah blah. Um, you know, it's I know it's, what you're about to say now. <laughs> yeah, because way, basically yeah. she doesn't want anybody ever identifying him she doesn't want anybody to see his name or register yep. that she, that he's with her i didn't catch any of that at first right. i just thought Me you know because because you're not you know you're not expecting once you see things from 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 her side of things um you know you once you kind of realize what camp she really allies in everything about this movie even jordan peele said that he's like go back and watch it again everything will mean something different now and i'm exactly. like god i love that shit man that's like some yeah. some fucking kevin spacey usual suspects like crazy kind of shit uh, i just fucking love that, that shit. yeah uh, I've, I've been so zayed there are so many layers to this interaction that I like so much, like the way each of them approaches it too. And I think one of the smartest things about it, uh, especially on a first time viewer, that it makes you feel like, oh, maybe she really is kind of like on his side and she's standing up for him. And she's she's one of the good guys. It like adds a little notch in that direction for you at first. Um, but even the way he handles it, like he's not getting defensive. He's like, yeah, I'm used to this. <laughs> like this is this is kind of what happens. Okay, here's my, you know, he's ready to hand his ID over. Uh, but like you guys have already pointed out, it's it's perfect because she gets to seem like she's defending him and probably makes him feel a little more comfortable too. And gets to hide her trail of like, I'm actually just don't want you to know where I took this guy <laughs> and that he's out here with me. Especially mm-hmm. a cop. Like if a cop, if a cop says his ID and then like says, you know, gets a missing, missing persons report, he's going to be like, oh shit. Yeah. I know where they were headed. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Um, just a quick question. What do you guys think of Daniel Kalia in this I, movie? I think he's really good in this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought it was great. Just kind of, I'd never seen him in anything before. And just to, mm. I think it's great on, I think it's great on Jordan Peele just to grab somebody who's somewhat of an unknown at the time, you know, and just let them like blow them up like that. Didn't know that he was British either. Kind of crazy. Right. Yeah. No, I, oh, I didn't know that. The thing that, that blew me away about it was that I, I had forgotten. I'd seen Sicario first and then I saw this. And then when I watched Sicario again later, I was like, oh shit, that's the guy from Get Out. And I didn't realize it the first time I was watching Get Out because he's playing, I think, a younger guy. Like, he's supposed to be, like, 26 in this. And, I mean, he's, like, a fairly veteran SWAT officer in Sicario, and he seems older. Like, I in my mind, I thought that, like, that's a guy who's, like, 36. And in this movie, I'm like, this guy's, like, 25, 26, and he just seems younger in this. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, dude. The way everyone carries themselves in Sicario, like, you'd think they're all, like, hardened veteran, like, career (laughs) government government people, you know what I mean? Um, But, um, yeah. Yeah, dude, that that interaction is wild. Um, I watched this with my I watched it with my dad last night, and my dad's like, my dad couldn't get past the initial sort of thing where it's just like, well, because I had that reaction too in the cinema. I was like, oh shit, man, this is this is crazy the way they're asking him for his ID. She's so right. right. And then I said, I turned to my dad because he's seen it before, so I could spoil it for him. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, but wait. <laughs> Check out what she's saying and check out the way she's saying it. She's so, like, adamant to not reveal the license. Like, she's so she's so adamant to not get this guy identified. It's, it's fucking great, man. Um, <laughs> this is my trophy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's mine. Um, it's kind of like George Lucas with the Star Wars property. <laughs> back, back, back. All mine. <laughs> um, we rock up to the Armitage property and we meet Walter. Um, this guy is, both Walter and Georgina are unsettling, man. Um, they are just, they're, they're so well played. I I think those, those, that actress and that actor, um, Betty Gabriel and Marcus Henderson, they're fucking fantastic. Yeah. And another, like, to me, like really smart kind of, you know, red herring is that it makes them seem like the terrifying characters yes. themselves. Like, you're like, wait, are they the, the menace here? Like, it, it's it's kind of setting you up to feel that way, the way it shows us driving past them, the way we pan back and see him watching over this greeting. And you're like, wait, are they what we're supposed to be afraid of? And I didn't, I remember being really surprised by that, of like, wait, who's who's the people we're looking out for here? For sure, dude. It's, it's, um... It's definitely a good misdirection, and I think um, you know he does play with that a little bit later, especially with that when when they when they're talking about um, while he's cutting the wood, while he's chopping the wood, and that interaction. Um, but we meet uh, Missy and Dean Armitage, uh, played by Catherine Keener and Bradley Whitford, aka Eric from <laughs> Billy Madison. Like, oh, I, I thought this guy was oh, just shit. Steve Jobs. I, I didn't. I, just looking at him, I was like, oh, cool, Steve Jobs. I'm glad to see he's still around. He's kicking. Um, nice. Yeah, he was in what, Cabin in the Woods as well? Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was in Cabin in the Woods. He's been in a, he's been in a few things. He was in the West Wing um, for a while. Uh, Catherine Keene has been in a few things too. She was in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah, um, I really she, like her. Yeah, she didn't she beat John in, Malkovich. Oh, yeah, right. And Yeah, I'm looking at that now. And she was in Sicario too. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, still connections, connections everywhere. I know. I know. Look at this, it's just coming together. And yet, we um, still haven't found Kevin Bacon. Where the fuck is he? <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, they sit down, have this little conversation. This is Dean's kind of like going a bit hard here, isn't he? Like he's just oh, uh, he's so he like establishes his he's he's funny. I like I like him. But <laughs> well, you know, being what, in 
<laughs> one thing I was going to say is like, you know, we talked earlier about how, you know, what is the meaning of that deer that they, they'd hit. And, you know, as yes. we were talking about, like, it's very yes. much, you know, maybe more connected to his mother and his feelings on that. But I think you're right, Zohib, as far as... That's what I was like, yeah. (laughs) The way he talks about deer in this scene, (laughs) I do not like the deer. I'm sick of it. They're like rats. They're destroying the ecosystem. I see a dead deer on the side of the road, and I think that's a good start. Yikes. (laughs) A couple of hundred thousand to go. (laughs) Right. It's wild, man. And, like, that's what he starts the conversation off with. Like, you know what I mean? He's like, yeah, they're taking all our jobs, ruining cities, you know, deer. That's what I'm talking Uh. about. Deer. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh boy they don't do the jabs but um, so weird this this is a good this is a good interaction like she's she's right i'm wrong you know it's uh oh, i love that that's great that was really funny it is nice man uh, and again this this is this is also like i said man a primal fear of like meeting your girlfriend's parents like that already is terrifying in and of itself um mm-hmm. like you know just take away the fact that they're killers and Crazy people. <laughs> well, this is, this is kind of um, – this movie is also really reminiscent of like the Stepford Wives for me. Um, it, it, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the remake or the original one. Um, I, I've only seen like bits and pieces of it. But it, it kind of just had that, especially with Georgina's character, you know, and, and um, yeah, I, I, the groundskeeper's name. What, what is his name? You Walter. just said it. Walter. Thank Walter, you. Walter, yeah. um, just the Just the whole like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh I'm like, that holy so shit. Shit. Like it's it scared the fuck out of me because I'm like I could you could tell me these people were androids and I would believe you um, because I feel like it just it, almost invasion of the body snatchers like kind of feel to it. Um, totally. it it just it creeps me the fuck out, um, especially with um, you know with the scene with with um, uh, with George uh, Georgina right yeah yeah okay um, I, I thought it was Georgia for a second um, especially when when Catherine, Catherine Keener taps on the the teacup. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's like a, a, l- a little bit later on, yeah, but it's kind of like our first indication that there's something fucked up kind of going on here. And I like that because, again, you watch it the second time, you understand what's happening, but right now you don't. And you're like, wait, what What just happened? What are you trying to show me? Like, it's great because this movie always is, is kind of nicely pulling the rug out from underneath you. Right when you think you understand something, there's something else that comes along that's just kind of pushing back a little bit. I, I fucking love that. I think that's one of the best parts about this movie is the fact that you know, for people like me who are like, oh, no, I'm going to come in here and figure this movie out blah, blah. Uh, it just it, it just it, it kind of ends up shattering that for you and that's great that's that's what fucking movies should do exactly 100 percent, man um he takes him on this tour this weird tour um and he shows him a, a photo frame of of his gra- of the grandfather oh i'm gonna say i'm gonna refer to um the Georgina, it's weird because Georgina is the grandmother and Walter is the grandfather. So, um, you know what? I'm just going to, here, I'm just going to refer to the, the photo of the grandfather. Um, the grandfather's basically was beaten at the uh, qualifying round of the Olympics in 1936 uh, by Jesse Owens, a black person. Um, and he, uh, dude, he almost got over it. <laughs> almost well, did almost you, did you guys catch- still run as fast as he can at three in the morning all night long <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's totally over it still practicing um did you guys catch i mean this is obviously later on but who the grandfather is like the actor playing him that's wilhelm from seinfeld's george's boss 
Oh, oh shit. shit! I did not yes. catch that at all. I, dude, dude he, I can't. He looked familiar. I, I dude, there's no way. I, I was as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Wilhelm!" That's just the first thing I fucking like <laughs> cried out. Um, but yeah, I, I love this scene, especially with her dad. You know, her dad's like, you know, greatest president that ever lived. You know, I would have voted for him a third term if I could. You know, I was like, yeah, "Oh my god, sure. dude!" Jesus, it's, it's, it's it, the ignorance is like a little bit. It's just there. It's not overly like over the top racist but which it's is realistic there. which is how it works sure. out exactly it's, which, it's yeah it's like insufferable it's yeah. like oh god it's, it's pure pandering it's like it's like somebody trying to hold your hand and be like you're great you know that i actually really like uh, i think you're great you're like fuck off like just act normal like stop being so weird mm-hmm. for sure dude um but we again we made georgina um uh, <laughs> I, I love I love the introduction. My mother loved this kitchen, so we keep a piece of her here. Oh, and Georgina's it's in so the kitchen. Good. Oh, dude, it's beautiful. It's very, it's it's so subtle, but it's not like when you watch it a second time, it's like bashing you over the head with it. And I, mm-hmm. I love that. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> um, but yeah, they go outside, and you know, Chris asks the the obvious question about the servants, and he's like, well. Can you imagine how awkward that would be to bring up? Oh my god! <laughs> like, can, can you? Uh, I'm just like uh, I'm. I'm actually surprised he asked the question this early. But right, right. Because yeah. I mean, he he just brings it up out of nowhere. He's like, "Oh, I know how it looks. I know you don't have to believe mm. me." Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's wild, man. But then we get this um, this scene basically where he's talking about his mother's death to uh, Dean and. Dean and, uh, fuck, what's her name? Missy. Um, and she's, she's already trying to, like, lay the seeds of, uh, of the, of the psychosis, I guess. Mm-hmm. Getting started early. Yeah, man. She's, like, she's, like, immediately, like, invested. She's like, you know, well, we don't have to talk about that. And she stirs the, like, she taps the glass and I'm like, oh, God. And when yeah. you think about it, too, like, they are these, each of them, like, Dean and Missy, she's a psychiatrist, he's a neurosurgeon, like, they're already just, like, sizing yeah. him up and figuring him out. They're watching him twitch and, like, digging into, like, why are you twitching? What are you thinking about? Like, they're already trying to just, like, dig around and see if he's going to be, like, this proper fit. See, but, okay, so I know someone who who is a psychologist or a psychiatrist or whatever. I can't fucking remember. <laughs> head doctor. Um, but, but yeah, head doctor. But um, <laughs> they they do this kind of like naturally often. Like they don't realize that they're doing it. Um, right. and, and I guess a surgeon would be kind of like in, be in the same way. Like, you know, just right here, he figures out that um, Chris is jonesing for a cigarette. And he's just like, well, that shit is bad for you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he cares about his body. But he cares about his body in a whole fucking different way that gets revealed later. Um, because, hey, they want they want him to be a prime fucking prime, prime meat bag, pretty much. Ugh. Right, yeah. I, well, I did, I'd also, when they're doing the tour of the house, I love this is something, I again, I didn't catch myself. But, you know, this is, this is something that I heard Jordan Peele talk about in that Reddit AMA when they walked past the basement door. And he's like, oh, no. yeah, we got all that sealed off. You know, there's black mold down there. I like, rolled my eyes the first time. I was like, come on. Seriously? <laughs> like, it's, like, that is so obvious. Right. Like, I mean, and, and not only, I mean, first time seeing it, I mean, even if you're not like an avid movie watcher, you're like, all right, well, something fucked up's going on down there. Um, but the fact that it is literally black mold, it's like we we have a mold of their body and we're taking that as like we're going to ship ourselves in that mold. I was like, holy oh. shit. Like, that's fucking literally. I mean, you, you literally mean black mold. I was like, holy shit. Um, 
And it's crazy. It's actually really great. It's on YouTube. It's Jordan Peele just answering fan theories from this, and it's fucking awesome. You know, like, I, I think I dive into some movies sometimes and into some crazy Stranger Things shit. I, motherfucker, that ain't nothing compared to what these people were coming up with. It's fucking, it's really good, though. Check it out, man. That's fucking awesome. You know what? I actually might. <laughs> there's, there's, um, I mean, although, although this movie kind of has a, a really specific voice, there are different ways that you can, like, interpret shit. Like the deer thing. That we just talked about, like, I took it to mean the other thing, and like you guys were like, "No, it's might actually be his mum." But mm -hmm. yeah, that's what, nobody's right, nobody's wrong. Uh, no, you're wrong. Shut up. <laughs> 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 just straight up. Um, but we get our first hint of uh, kind of like a body snatcher situation. <laughs> yeah, Georgina not acting so normal here, dude. This is weird, but like I was watching this, I was like, I, I can't have a, have a feeling something's gonna happen as she's like pouring the glass, because like he pours, she pours her, his glass last, and I was like watching it the first time, and I was like, oh, something's gonna happen here, something's gonna happen here, and like she gets a moment of clarity, and it's it's so what happens to these two characters, man? It's kind of heartbreaking, really. It is, <clears throat> yeah. Really I mean, sad. when you think about, like, especially once you know what they're doing, you, you've seen the movie once and you're watching this again, the idea of, like, it's probably the, the actual person deep down in there seeing another black person on this property just freaking out and trying to get control of their body again to warn them. Like, just seeing yeah. another person and knowing they're just totally prey. Mm. Well, that's that's another thing, man. Like, later, I mean, I know I'm jumping a bit, a bit ahead here, but when Andre... Uh, he, when he starts shouting, get out. I'm also thinking that he's also telling the the person that's controlling his body to get out. Like, you know, it, it works like two ways. Like, right. literally telling Chris to get out and like telling the person controlling him to get out. Like, it's it's fantastic, man. Um, but we, we move over to this wacky fucking dinner scene. <laughs> With her horrible brother. Oh, the dude. Worst. Oh, my God. This kid, man. Like, he's, uh, he's weird. Like, the, the specifics of this story isn't too, isn't too important. But, like, I want to know, do you think they do this every time? Like this, oh, yeah. This, good. yeah. this story, like, I mean, like, you know, have a nice dinner, you know, get some drinks and tell a nice story, like, kind of butter them up. Like, what, what do you guys think? Like, do you think they do this all the time? And do you think they enjoy doing this all the time? Ooh. You know, I feel like, kind of like what we said at the beginning, because we see her brother, you know, taking Andre the way he takes, you know, mm. their prey, you know, uh, unsuspecting black men. He just comes up and grabs him and throws him in a trunk. And I imagine they auction him off like a fucking slave auction where they're just like, here it is. Here's, there he stands. What do you want? Um, <laughs> but I feel like the way Allison's character, Rose, this is the normal way she goes about it. Like, she goes about it from this soft approach. I'm bringing, you know, I date them for a couple of weeks or a couple of months and then I bring them on the weekend that we have this auction planned uh, and kind of butter them up. And I think I think you're onto something there, Zob, of like getting them at ease so that it's easier for Missy to to hypnotize them. Mm. Yeah, I think I think they're they're slowly kind of building like a a thing in Chris's mind where it's like we we want to we want him to trust us, we want him to get comfortable. Um. But, I mean, like, with Georgina's actions and Walter's actions, like, it's not really easy for him. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, 
But, dude, how about fucking Georgina in the kitchen when... <laughs> <laughs> Standing when like Missy a deactivated Wilson. Terminator, just waiting. That's what I thought, dude. I was like, I was like, is this like a robot situation? Are they like, uh, is this Westworld? <laughs> um, it's, it is weird, dude. It's, it's so off-putting. But um, I like what happens here because the brother, Jeremy, is basically trying to feel out how good he is physically. Like right. what he's what he's into, like whether he's into MMA, um, and he kind of wants to like wrestle him, and he's uh, he's trying to get a, a feel for, I guess how much they want to auction them off, him off for, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's so creepy. He's just such a valuable. weird voice, or he's just like, "Are you into MMA?" Oh, he's creepy. He's they they chose the greatest actor, and dude, later when he's fighting him, I'm like. This this kid wouldn't make a bad joker. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, dude, I, I totally can't see that. No, go ahead. I, no, I, just, I just agree. I could totally see him painted up as a joker. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we're watching this and Lindsay's like, what about fucking reject Heath Ledger over here? I was like, yeah, this guy's kind of <laughs> giving me like some heroin diary vibes. Like there's something <laughs> fucking like weird about this dude. And I, I think it's great um, because there, there's just so many things unsettling about him. For one thing, is, isn't he naturally redheaded? I mean, right there, that's a fucking sign. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, Those say, fucking gingers. Yeah, I say that with a bright red beard. Um, but, um, <laughs> but at the same time, too, I mean, just the mustache. Like everything about him, not only does he seem like just a fucking <laughs> douchebag, like like um, like you know, kind of like hipster. Like I know, I know, LSG lovingly and jokingly calls you a hipster sometimes, Matt. This dude is the no, fucking fuck hipster, though. Boy. Like, yeah, <laughs> just just the fucking. I mean, play out there playing with the ukulele. I was like, oh my god, this guy, ah, this guy is in a Mumford and Sons cover band in like six months. Like fucking bet it, dude. I fucking bet it. Oh, and he, you know, he always gets mad at the other dudes in his band because. You guys aren't stomping on the wooden floor in time well enough. We gotta, we all have to stomp and clap. <laughs> oh, oh god, Jesus. that's fucking great. Yeah, his. Um, I, I didn't trust him from the second he came in with that pencil thin crustache. Oh, don't like it. Never trust oh, a crustache, man. Yuck, crustache. <laughs> the only mustaches I trust are Tom Selleck esque. That's it. Oh boy, that's true. Fucking Freddie Swanson. Mercury. <laughs> exactly that. Those are good mustaches. Trustworthy. <laughs> um, Allison. Chris says, I told you so. <laughs> to yeah. Allison. But I mean, hey, the most important thing is, you know, Allison standing in her fucking underwear. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lindsay looks over me and she's like, cover your eyes. <laughs> uh it's 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 so awkward watching this with your dad. <laughs> but I'm like, Dad, it's important. <laughs> like they're talking about important shit. <laughs> um, but you know, he lures he oh, she's so good at the manipulation, man. Like as she soon as is. like she just she hooks up with him and like you know they they probably have sex like you know it's just so it's so it's so much the honeypot like you know what I mean it's just oh, like exactly he's like oh I'm sorry you're so uneasy will my pussy make it feel better it'll be fine <laughs> don't think about it anymore yeah by the uh, way I would I, I, I wouldn't mind that torture if I could get with Allison <laughs> um but no he's. He wakes up in the middle of the night. Well, I don't know if he actually goes to sleep because, like, the scene, like, transitions to him already awake. So, um, he probably just... Uh, I wouldn't be able to sleep, actually. Yeah, it's already gotten um, weird. Yeah, he's thinking about the deer. Uh, he turns that little lion. <laughs> he's like, why the fuck is this thing watching me? <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a fucking camera in there or some fucking weird shit, man. Yeah, um, I was wondering. I was like, why are they showing us this? Something's up with this. What is this? You know, it's a symbolic yeah. of something else. I didn't really catch it. 
It doesn't come back, but it might just be like a like a comedic thing. Like you know, like whenever I have a I have a joke, a little a little Joker figurine in my thing. But like whenever I sleep, I do like, t- <laughs> like it's it's like fucking not looking at me. Because I, I mean, come on, the joke is scary. Turn away, Crown gonna- Prince of Crime. Yeah, yeah. I, thought you, I thought you were going to be like, whenever I masturbate, I just turn him around so he can't see my shame. Well, that too. <laughs> just just put down the photos of my family. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Gam Gam. Oh, Gam Gam. Um, he goes outside for a smoke and a dude. <laughs> this is out of context. This is hilarious. It is, dude. This is like some. This reminds me of like some Conan O'Brien Walker Texas Ranger lever <laughs> shit from back in the day. If you guys ever watched that, he would pull a lever and play something out of context, and I, it's fucking hilarious. And seeing this, I was like, "What in the fuck is going on right now, dude?" Like, but Walter it's, out it's there like, practicing his revenge runs for Jesse yeah. Owens. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna win the 1936. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, this was actually, I remember when this movie came out, I think it was March last year or some shit like that, but this was made into a meme <laughs> that I remember seeing it on Facebook so many times. I, oh, I don't yeah. know. Um, but like just a straight face, like staring him down and then like just running to the right. Like it's, it's wild, man. <laughs> and then, and then he turns around and gets a second scare with Georgina just like fucking staring at the window. Oh. Into the mirror or out the window or whatever the fuck. Yeah, she's like um, she's like almost like cross-eyed looking at her reflection. I was like, holy shit, like what the fuck yeah. is going on? You know, I want to step out of the movie for just a second to think about like, yeah. you know, if it's not this particular, you know, story that happens over these two days, what is the rest of their days like with Georgina and Walter? Like, do they literally mm. like hang out and they're like, ah, this is grandma and grandpa because she calls them later on at the end of the movie. Like, ah, that's grandpa. That's grandma. grandma. Um, but they are so weird. Like, they're obvious. They're, they're still wrestling with the, the true owner of the body inside of it. And like, they're so off-putting and strange. And I'm like, do you guys really just like have good old-fashioned family hangouts with them and like are all sitting around the fire eating cookies together? Like, are, are they always <laughs> kind of fucked up and weird? You know what? I like to think that, yeah, they do drop their, their disguise um, whenever like someone from the outside is not there. Because like, I mean, I think that kind of adds to the, 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 the way that they're terrible actors. Like, you know what I mean? The, the grandparents are terrible at portraying at playing black people <laughs> they really like, are. i'm sorry that sounds terrible to say but I mean, no no like, they're all they're all like fucking leave it to beaver like shit they you are know? yeah they really are <laughs> like my favorite yeah. moment of that is is actually uh, i guess it's not right away but uh, a little bit later in the movie where he's like ah sorry i didn't mean to snitch and she's like snitch right. <laughs> like she's Tattle, never heard tale. that word before uh right Tattle Tattle tale. yeah Tattle it's, tale? It's, uh it's weird man um but then we get Probably the most standout sequence in the movie. Probably. Um, the This is the hyp- hypnosis scene. Um, dude, mm. the way Peel decides to shoot this, um, it's like it starts off really like kind of like a mid shot on, every, on, on Kaluuya and then like it starts moving in slowly. And the same with Catherine Keener, like it starts off as a mid shot and then moves in um, as he's like kind of like divulging his... You know his his uh, regret for the loss of his mum, and the sa- the sound of the the spoon scraping in the in the in the cup. Man, I was like, this is putting me to sleep. <laughs> oh, dude, that shit was pissing me off. I was like, stop, stir, because it's just it's something about that. Just not only is it 
it's kind of like getting in your car and you don't put your seatbelt on and it's just like beep, 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 you know, beeping the fuck off. It's just like, shut up, dude. Like, I can't stand that constant, like, pinging, like, kind of noise. Not only did it make me kind of, you know, just more so Catherine Keener is just great at making someone feel at ease. She's yeah, fucking great, man. She, like, she put, I mean, if, the, hey, can you read me, like, a bedtime story sometime? Like, that'd be great. Put me right to sleep or something. <laughs> but just the the spoons, like, not only is it, you know, is it obviously her uh, her tool of, of, of hypnosis. But it's just like constantly like it's it's just stirring and stirring and stirring and just keeps going. It's like, God, that'll just fucking drive you insane because it, it just seems like it's never going to stop. Right. We keep cutting back to like close shots of it. Like it, it's making you remember that he can't stop noticing it. Like it's his mind can't stop, you know, noticing that sound. It can't get away from it. And I love I love the way she eases him into the psycho into the um I keep saying psychosis um the the fucking hypnosis um because he's like wait are we are we doing this <laughs> like he's like he doesn't even know but then like she's already started she's already she's already fucking waist deep into his like psyche it's 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 awesome man um but yeah the sunken place oh my this god this is so good. awesome this is wow what do you what do you guys think tell me talk to me. I just, I love the look of it. I, I love him still struggling against it, even as he's going down. Uh, him being like, wait, no, like realizing that this is not well. But uh, especially cutting back to seeing, I love the shot of him as a kid sinking into his bed. Like, because he felt paralyzed then and he's yes. paralyzed now by her so we don't see him go through the chair we see him as a kid inside of his memory like it, it maybe makes me even think that that's like her strategy like she locks you into your your childhood drama your and then yeah. sinks you down mm-hmm. oh, it's so good i mean just the, the visuals of him you know what it made me think of uh have you guys seen under the skin i Ooh, actually know i, I want to fuck it's ah, on netflix oh it's, it's so great uh but yeah this the utter blackness of it you know and him just being so completely alone and and floating i love it ah it's terrifying though it's great man so this is what happened to johnny depp after in nightmare on elm street <laughs> Pretty much. Into yeah. the fucking bed. <laughs> and then into um, a blood volcano oh jesus christ fucking everywhere um by the way, the, the Jordan Peele commented on the on the um, the sunken place as well. So I mean, you know, because it is a very political, it is actually a very political movie. Like, there's no getting around that. Um, really, I did not pick up on that. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, the metaphor Peele said uh, it's a metaphor for the marginalization of the black horror movie audience. We are a loyal horror movie fan base, and we're relegated to the theater, not on the screen. Um, it's also it's about like he goes on to say about how it's a real world concept of a system silencing you no matter how loudly you shout which is great Hmm. right the powerlessness of it like that's that to me is the the main like theme of the horror itself of you're you're powerless nobody cares nobody believes you and even fighting as hard as you can once you're in the sunken place there's no fighting it really it's right. to, to touch on something that because uh, I, I was listening to um, uh, the bonus episode you guys just did, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and you I, either you or Dean, I can't, I can't remember which one. Uh, we're talking about punching in dreams, oh, and like yeah. when you throw a punch, it feels like you're just like underwater. And literally, I mean, he looks like he's 
like in space, like almost underwater. You know, he feels like he's just floating and nothing, nothing he can do. Not only if he, not only can he not touch anything, but if he did even touch anything, he'd have no strength behind it. Like there's just nothing there. Um, right. Yeah. Just that kind of, yeah, that kind of feeling of that, of that hopelessness. Like, holy shit. They feel like you're just like punching through like water. It takes forever. Like that feeling is terrifying. I fucking hate dreams like that. Oh yeah. That's the worst. By the way, that that bonus episode, I'm going to plug the fucking Illuminati, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, look at you, you sweetheart. Uh, So, Colin and I are card-carrying members of the LSG Illuminati, (laughs) which is... (laughs) We've been been members for a while now. Um, Basically, it's access to bonus content. It's access to... You can vote for whatever movie... You want LSG media to cover? Uh, you guys have monthly monthly votes, um, and it's fucking awesome, dude. You get access to a, a exclusive Facebook page where they're, you know it's basically a cult. <laughs> yeah, but basically, it's a, it's a lot like the people from this movie. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and you but get no, to be just like Jay Z and flash those pyramid signs, and you know that you're in a real club. <laughs> it's it's fantastic, man. It's it's such a it's. It's it's awesome. I'm I'm glad to be a part of the Illuminati. Thank you, um, man. It's fucking awesome, dude. I appreciate that. And I would say honestly, my my biggest, my only real plug right now is that uh, anybody who's a member now gets the early release of our RPG episodes, which oh, is is going, balls. dude. It's going to be its own feed, but not for like another seven or eight months. So that if you're not a member, that's how long you have to wait. But if you're a member, you get to hear them now. And we've been working really hard on those. Dean has been outdoing himself on the editing of those. Dude, the, the the subtle music that he splices in, I I, I love it. I yeah, love man, it. he's I, I I can tell like in the editing process he's been killing himself, and I'm like, dude, this sounds, it sounds incredible, and the show is fantastic. Like the heart, like it's it's entertaining while also being hilarious. <laughs> very LSG, <laughs> very LSG. Um, but back to the movie. Chris wakes up, finds his phone unplugged. The first instance of uh. You know, a little bit of fuckery here. Yeah, and he ignores it. He doesn't say anything about it that first time. No, he doesn't. But, like, every, dude, every time, like, I see the phone unplugged, I'm like, this is unsettling for me because my phone is on charge every night, and which I know you shouldn't do, but it's uh, I'm, I'm always, like, one of those people who are like, charge my phone every fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck that, dude. I got to wake up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning to go to work, so I fucking have to make sure my phone is yeah. charging, dude. Exactly, dude. I have a char- I charge it at night, and I have a fucking cable that I take to work. The iPhones are that dog shit with battery. <laughs> oh, dude, same thing, man. I'm in a I'm in a warehouse for like ten hours, so like I'm listening to Hey, do you remember an LSG? And I'm burning through some podcasts, so I bring like a power <coughs> I bring like a fucking power stick with me at work to charge and shit. Like no nice. joke, for sure, dude. Um, Chris goes out to take some photos. Uh, t- <laughs> tries to take one of Georgina. <laughs> this is <laughs> this so is creepy. the. The music, the the little the little splice of music that they put in, like we've seen it, we've heard it before because like she was walking around the house earlier at night, and um, it's it's startling, dude. It's like I know it's like a cheap kind of like jump scare, but I guess it's kind of like for the mass appeal audience. Like they're like, oh, that's scary. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like <laughs> gotta have a jump scare. Yeah, gotta 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 play the please the fucking popcorn stuffers in the face. Um, <laughs> and he starts talking to Walter. Oh, in this God. wild, wild conversation. This Ugh. is, oh man, it's so out of control. Talk to me, man. Like, it gets so <laughs> weird. It's so fast. 
His teeth are so weird. <laughs> the, the way the- he smiles, he's like, a real doggone keeper. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it reminded me of, um, uh, in this, it reminded me of uh, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode with, uh, I can't I think they're called The Gentleman. It was like one of the most fucking terrifying episodes of Buffy I saw, but it's these guys who are just always smiling, these terrifying looking creatures, but just they're kind, they're very, they're very polite and they're very um, old school about things, kind of like these these characters that have been taken over um they're they're very oh you mean tattletale you know like they they all have their own kind of you know oh she's a real doggone keeper like all the language is an older language and you really kind of start to pick up on that after a while like what the fuck these guys seem like they're out of they're they're out of that town in big fish called specter like they're all they all fucking act like it's like some kind of weird utopia um and just the, his this whole thing about hey what you know so what are you doing out here is like oh nothing i wouldn't want to be doing and i'm like oh jesus dude okay well can you say can, can you make that sound any creepier because like what the fuck you know, you you two assholes are hitting me with so many fucking deep cut references, man. We're like three ships in the night. I've not seen either of those two references. Like, I haven't seen Big Fish, and I haven't. I want to see Buffy, but I haven't seen. Oh, it that's yet. right. I've never seen Sicario, so fuck me, right? Oh my god! I just Oof. died in my 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 brain just exploded. Oh, that hurts. My my boy that's... Villeneuve is crying somewhere in France. I know. Well, hey, yeah. So have you, France? You you see in the fucking mouth of madness and i will see sicario goddammit. it we'll make a deal right now <laughs> yeah uh, you know what let's do it because i'm sure the qualities are exactly the same <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> fuck you <laughs> um but yeah this this weird interaction man like chris walks off and he's just like what the fuck just happened um talks to talks to rose about the hypnosis and he decides to drop it chris is a very he's very chill um and Kaluuya plays it really well, man. Like he he takes a lot on board before he makes decisions. What, what do you guys think he's, about? He's yeah. really patient, man. Like he, he he's not he's not quick to jump to any assumptions. You know, it seems like I mean he's got an inkling of things, but he you know he's like I've got a feeling it's my gut, but I can't I can't transcribe it. I can't tell you exactly what it is. Um, see, neither neither can we. Like, uh, see, I I wouldn't really run yet because I know things aren't right, but I wouldn't run yet. Right. Well, you know, mm. and I, th- I see him as like a really cautious person too. And I think there there is, you know, on the race, racial like side of it, I think he's like still thinking in the back of his head of like, I'm the one dude here and I'm surrounded by her and her white family who's already acting super weird. And like when she brings up the idea, because he talks about Walter being like kind of hostile sounding and maybe he's got something on, you know, he's kind of into you because he was talking about you being such a keeper, blah, blah, blah. And she makes the joke of like, oh yeah, do you think I, I got a chance? And he's like, yeah. okay, whatever. I'm not going to to talk about it and she's like oh i'll talk to my dad and he's like no don't like he doesn't want to make a ruckus and make a big stink of it he's like i just want to like get through this weekend and get out of here mm-hmm. at this yeah, point he's, he's really he's really trying like which i i i like man like i mean it's it's realistic like i i would try to you know <laughs> let's just get through this <laughs> i just want to yeah. go home yeah man um fuck but then we they look out the window and they see this Horrif- horrifying fucking parade just like, rock, oh, yeah. up, rock up to the property. This, like, fucking Illuminati funeral they're about to throw? Like, the all black cars? <laughs> right. It's, it's fucking wild, man. And Walter greets them, and, like, as they, as a couple of them get out of the car, they're just like, 
Walter's like, there they are. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's known them for like, like years and years and years. And they're like friendly. Like they probably go golfing together. Like, you know what I mean? Right. And they right. probably did when they were younger, the grandfather and those two. Those two. Like, it's that's, wild. that's such a big, like throw off moment again in this movie. Cause like, like we were saying, when you first see Walter and Georgina, you're, they're so off putting and strange that you're like, are they the the ominous villains or what something's wrong with them and you think okay maybe this family is like weirdly racist in a way they're not talking about but then you see walter hugging all these people and their old friends and you're like that's not what mm. i would expect this to look like i don't there's know. a lot of red herrings man like there's a lot of things that like it's it's really tough I didn't. I didn't really guess where this was going um, until you know the revelation of the auction and the revelation you know that she was in on it. What? Where were you? What about you, Colin? Because you just saw this. So, uh, well, you you actually had spoiled for you, didn't you? I mean, kind of. I I knew somewhat what it was about. You know, um, that they were trying to take over his body, basically, and whatever. Um, but at the same time, this this the movie was so good that uh, yes, this concept has like semi pseudo been done before. But at the same time, I mean, this movie took it in a whole whole different direction where this is not something that. Uh, it wasn't something that I was expecting. When when they all pull up, the first thing I thought was, okay, well, if they're trying to take over this guy's body, it must be for the purge because all these fuckers, all these <laughs> motherfuckers look like they purge, um, or or they own like purge. Yeah, oh, or they, for sure. they own like fucking OCP in Detroit or something like that. Um, <laughs> but um, but uh, but yeah, I, I something was up. I mean, obviously, um, all these people sizing him up. Oh, is it true? You know, is it better? You know, talking about his dick and, and stuff like that. Oh, so um, weird. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, and I, like, just, I like to call this the showcase scene. <laughs> yes, dude. If, if anything will make your asshole just squinch in fucking anxiety, like, oh, God, that's so hard to watch. Like, seeing somebody do, like, bad karaoke or somebody get, like, uh, somebody do, like, a public engagement and they get rejected, you're like, oh, God. Um, but I, 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 I knew, obviously I knew something was kind of up, um, just by the way, you know, and we see Andre again later on I was like, okay, something is definitely fucking up here. You know, I don't really know exactly what's going on, but something is going on. And that's kind of where we also, um, that's kind of also where we figure it out with, with Chris. He's like, okay, something is going on. He's like, I know, you know, he's like, I'm pretty sure I know where this guy's from, but, um, there's something just now as I'm rewatching it and I see all them pull up and they're talking to him and stuff like that. Rosemary's baby. It Ooh. feels so much like Rosemary's baby. You know, these people are way too nice to you. Like, and, and like, and you can, you know, you can say that it's something about him being black that they're just, you know, they're, they're basically, you know, like, like what you said earlier, Matt, you know, just pandering, you know, just, just right. kind of, um, just blowing smoke up your ass, you know, because, uh, you know, because you're black. Um, and I, I, I think that it, you can tell that it goes beyond that. You know, yeah. I, we, I think we all know people who are like that, who are like, no, I, I love black people. I, uh, Michael Jackson. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and like, they, they just, <laughs> there are people who constantly, well, like, like here, like Tiger. <laughs> the reference right. to Tiger Woods. Right, exactly. Right. Oh, um, an even better example than the one that I just gave. Um, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it goes beyond that. And you can tell something is fucking going on. They're they're sizing him up. People are touching him. You know, something is 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 definitely off. And more so than just, you know, these are a bunch of old white people who have never been around a whole lot of black people before. You know, I, I, I can understand, you know, certain things that they say and certain things that they do that, that you know, is 
inherently racist and maybe, you know, they don't, it's not, again, it's not direct racism. It's not just, oh, I don't like you because you're black. You know, it's, oh, oh yeah. You know, it's kind of like, um, there's a great comedian named Dana Gould and he talks about bringing his mom from South, from like South Carolina or no, she's from Boston, bringing her oh. from Boston, Boston to California. She'd never go, she'd never left Boston in a grocery store and she sees a black guy and she goes, your father said they're tall. They're not all tall. Like, it's like, oh my oh, gosh. Like, shit. Yeah, and, Holy and, dude, shit. Yeah, it's a great, Dana Gould is like my fucking hero. I love Dana Gould. He's hilarious. Um, but but it's just that kind of racism where it's like, it's just the, the stereotypical kind. You know, it's like yeah. the same kind of. Ignorance. It, There's no right, other exactly. way for it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Literal, dude, it's like literal ignorance. Like, I just literally don't even know how to interact with you. Mm. Right. I can't tell you how many people look at me and see like the big red beard. Like, oh, what are you, Irish? I'm like, I'm French. Fuck you. Like, like, <laughs> like I'm not even, I'm, not, I'm like a 10% Irish. I don't even know where the fuck you got that. Um, but it's just like the stereotype of it. You know, it's backhanded kind of, they mean it almost as a compliment, but it's just this total like, oh God, you don't even realize how bad what you said is. Right. Right. And also, yeah, I mean, like, and, and in this particular circumstance in this movie it is it is definitely literal objectification where they're like oh look at your body oh that, that looks like a good fit those look like good arm like they're like literally sizing them up like a piece of meat because that's what they're intending to do um but yeah like it, it's that kind of i'm not complimenting you as a person i'm complimenting what i think black people might like <laughs> where you're like mm-hmm. i'm not even taking into account you as an individual mm-hmm. right like and and don't even get me started like i'm not saying it's comparable but I mean, like, uh, like for Muslims, right? I mean, like, my last name is Ali. I've I've been, I cop some shits like here and there. Like, I mean, it's a it's a tough time these days. <laughs> for real. <laughs> um, but you, like, I mean, you know, I I think my family's not like we're we're not we're pretty progressive. Like, we don't we don't do any of the traditional shit. Like, we're just just fucking living our lives. Like, there's nothing right. There's not, there's literally like my, my parents don't wear the shit. Like, you know, I don't pray. Like, it's not, yeah, I drink. <laughs> um, I drink like a fish. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, going back to this movie, I think it's also really interesting that the, okay, there's no other way to put this. The white people are wanting to be the black people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like this weird jealousy thing in yeah. there too. Ah, it's, the, it's so interesting. The, the whole, the whole instead of instead of let's segregate them and you know cast them out, let's be them. Like right, that's yeah, it's wild. like it's 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 the essential. If you can't beat them, join them. They're like oh, you know yes. we don't we don't necessarily believe that we're the superior race. You know they never they never say that. They never say oh we're white. And, you know we're so much better. They do say I think they say later on mentally. You know that if we could combine your physical attributes with our right. mental capabilities, which is again I mean yes I get that you're saying they're awesome physically, but the other side of what you just said is fucking disgusting. You know, um, right. and they they have these crazy kind of. Um, um, almost like fr- like phrenology kind of Leo Leo and Django kind of like views on you know just the the physical makeup of of of, of African Americans. They believe this <clears throat> this crazy kind of um, you know this 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 crazy kind of like uh, I don't want to say rhetoric you know but just this this false information about them. Um, 
And I, I like the fact that it's <clears throat> it's not so much oh we can't beat them like yeah you know, I guess it I guess it actually could be taken like that we can't physically beat them you know the grandfather kind of could you say that he started doing this just because of his loss to Jesse Owens do you think that's what started this whole thing because it really kind of starts with him you know right um, like he got obsessed he, with the idea of like there must be something in their body that I don't have and I want it kind of thing right yeah that's the only thing that I can take away from it and they don't it, it's 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 so crazy because you would think that. Uh, the whole time I'm sitting here expecting this family to come out and be like, and we will annihilate the black man from the blah, 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 <laughs> you know, but it never happens. It's the exact opposite. Yeah, it never, sure. it, it, it just totally pulls a switcheroo and fucks your mind. When that for even sure. goes back to like, you know, like Jim Crow era shit that they were like, so the, the kind of propaganda and everything back then was like all about this fear. A big thing you would see then was like, ah, you got to stop all these wild black men from getting our women. Like that was like such a big part of that, that like racial fear and tension in the, in the South in that era. And when you think about that, it is like this whole, it's not just that they're, they're, they're racist, but it's like, they think they're going to be bested by them. Like right. there's this weird insecurity and jealousy. And now it's come full fold in this circumstance of like, yeah, we are that way. And now we want to fully take it and own it for ourselves. Like we, the thing we've been afraid of, we want to control because we think we have a weird, like insecure jealousy for it. Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. So um, fucking weird. We re-meet Andre, uh, who's going by the name of Logan King. Um, <laughs> and this is interesting, dude, uh, because, like, it's so weird how he talks now compared to the first scene of the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, there's, you can, like, make those comparisons because you see the pre-operation versus the post-operation, and then you're just, like, the way he, like, holds himself. Like, when he's walking down the street in the first scene, he's just, he's, like, doing, like, a, like a, he's got, a, like, a, a strut about him. Um, and he's like, he talks like a, a, a normal black man. <laughs> That's so fucking <laughs> <Right. racist. laughs> I mean, I, Even um, just when he, uh, when like Chris approaches him, he's like, hey, good to see another brother around here. And he's like, hi. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Of course like, it It's is. kind of like a, a tinge of British. Like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Very, very, um, cor- very cordial. Very cordial. Yeah. Which is. Just, just weird, man. And the hat—it's just like I'm just like, what? Where? What are you doing? This fucking hat! Oh my god! <laughs> All of the vaginas everywhere just dried up when he turned around. <laughs> and especially with just like his body language, you can see how he kind of carries himself. Like his shoulders are a little yeah. more hunched. Like he, like he's kind of like he's kind of got an old man's posture. And it's like, yeah. dude, I mean, part of me feels like is that put on, or is that something that whoever this Logan, whoever took over, you know, Andre's body is? Are they just not used to it yet? Have they not broken? Yeah, like I think a, that's it. Yeah. yeah, I think that's it too. Because like he turns his head like Batman, like he turns his head the same <laughs> way, like the body turns at the same time. It's true. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's weird. This cowl um, is restrictive. <laughs> <laughs> sure, make sure make backing out of the driveway easier. Um, yeah. <laughs> but the. the the thing that seals the deal, man, is the fucking fist bump slash handshake. <laughs> oh my god, yes. So that is weird. brutal. You know what, man? Just fucking YouTube one day awkward handshakes. You will have the best time. It's so <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> Overdose on cringe. Uh, <sighs> it totally, man. But um Chris watches them walk over to like another group of like old men because that's all that all there are here, just fucking old people. And he kind of like does this like twirl and it's kind of like, dude, can you imagine like what they're talking about here, they're like, show us, show us your new body. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, it's Ugh, it's wild, yeah, man. Yeah, he does the little turn. God, it's so weird. It's wild. Um, but we meet Milton. 
not really Milton, but Stephen Root, um, Jim, who plays Jim love Hudson. Stephen Root, dude. <laughs> you, you know who I'm referencing, right? From Milton. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Oh, thank God. You've seen, have you seen Office Space, uh, oh, Matthew? Fuck yes, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna gonna need that red stapler. Um. <laughs> well, also, dude, he's fucking what uh, Bill from King of the Hill. Uh, you know, he's yeah, in, that's he's right. in no country. He's in like all the Coen Brother movies now. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he's fucking great, man. I mean, he's he's been in everything. This guy's been in fucking Seinfeld for a yeah. couple episodes. Like he has he has had such an illustrious career, and nobody knows who the fuck Stephen Root is. And yeah, I'm like, dude, it's crazy. I, I it, it kind of pisses me off sometimes because he's such a great voice actor, comedic actor, dramatic actor. Dude. And once once he popped up, I was like, oh fuck yeah, I love this. He guy. was in Dodgeball for fuck's sake. Like I yeah. love that movie. He's <laughs> fucking great man he's great in everything for sure um but basically he's a prestigious art uh, art gallery owner a blind art gallery owner uh right. which is weird which is yeah. wild he's like the um, irony is not lost on me <laughs> no, no um they have like a you know nice little conversation basically <sighs> jim jim hudson's he talks about, like, you know, he submitted to Nat- Nat- National Geog- Geographic and he didn't have the eye. It, you kind of, like, get, like, a a little bit of... You, a little bit of sympathetic. A little bit of sympathy here. Right. Or at least it uh, seems like it here. Like, yeah, that's right. Like, it kind of, like, lulls you into, like, a false sense of security. But I love the way, like, Peel shoots this. Like, they're having this, like, intimate conversation. In the background, they're playing the most girly sport ever. <laughs> are, they, are they playing what, what is it that they're playing over there is it uh wiffle no uh some fu- I, I forgot what it's called is it croquet um, is no it's not croquet it's got a net oh it's badminton that's what it yeah, is that's badminton. right yes <laughs> fucking have your mind blank jesus christ Gotta get well, the I'm shuttlecock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but dude when he goes upstairs and they all just fucking stare Oh my oh, god, dude! That's... That is such a good creepy moment. Where oh. like you see him go up the stairs and out of frame, and then everybody in unison stops and is like watching because, only. Him. Yeah, because at this point you still don't know what's going on. Like no. you know what I mean? Like you're like, why are they? Why are they staring at him? Like you know what I mean? And um, to me, that, find- that also probably speaks to like the kind of anxiety of knowing when you're the only black dude in the room. Like when I leave this room, everybody might be talking about me. Like yes. the, 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 the conversation mm-hmm. changes. The the nature of the of the like the, the gathering changes. You know, this whole weird awkwardness to it. Right. God fucking damn it, man. Um, he finds his phone unplugged again. Um, and he talks about. You know, someone someone unplugged my phone. He talks to Rose, and he's just like, I think it was Georgina. And uh, they have a little spat here. <laughs> they do, they do have a little spat. But then, like, you know, he gets in a phone conversation with Rod, and sex cult, sex life. <laughs> <laughs> he's so adamant. He's so adamant. This is a sex life situation. <laughs> it's, it's so good that he's basically the guy in the horror movie. Like he is that trophy character of like, ah, don't don't do that. I know what this yeah. is. Like he's spelling out literally everything it is. Uh, I mean, he overemphasizes the slack safe part of it a little bit, but he's like, other than that, he's right. <laughs> He's like mm-hmm. that guy from Scream, um, the guy that knows all of the tropes. Oh, Jamie Kennedy's character. Yes, that's right. I couldn't remember the fucking actor's name. Jesus Christ. Um, but but he talks about the the psychic part of it, and he's just like, they're gonna have you barking like a dog and shit like that. I'm just like, this is this is all fucking hilarious. It's it's good. It's a good way to break up the tension just for a little bit. 
Um, because immediately after this, we get a wild fucking scene, man. Georgina walks in and she's like, I'm so sorry, you know, I shouldn't have touched your belongings. And then, wow. And Just- what a crazy long-winded way to explain I accidentally unplugged your phone when I was Yeah. Clear. Like, she has this weird detail to it of, oh, I was moving it and it became undone and rather than fiddle I with just, it further, yeah. I just let, like, what is it? Fiddle with it further? You can just plug it back in. What are you talking about? Oh right, yeah, there's, some, there's something about all these people that have been taken over that remind me of, like, the game Bioshock. Like, oh, the people totally. who live in Rapture. Like, just that old, I mean, it's 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 just so, it, it just that old school kind of mentality. You know, rather than meddle with it further, you know, just the words that they use um, really, uh, really stick out to me because I was like, these people seem like they just walked out of a time machine. You know, it's like right. something. What the fuck is going on? Um, especially when you know he starts talking about you know what is the line that he says that sets her off? It's something about white people. You know, um, yeah. If, I, if there's too many white people, I get nervous. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> she's like, no, 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 so, no, 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 so no. creepy. Oh, that's great, man. That is fucking great. Because she, I mean, she, uh, Georgina does get a lot of a lot of screen time, but this is. I mean, it's insane because as she's because she kind of starts walking closer to him and the camera just gets so in her face. It's like, dude, I am I am extremely uncomfortable right now. Like, like, what the the fuck, man? And and the tears like she's crying, man, like she's like she's just you can tell Georgina inside is just like right at the surface, man. Like if you think about if you think about the sunken place and how deep it goes, she's like right at the top, just to the brim, like scratching still, at the screen, yeah. basically. Dude, it's it's fucking wild, man. Um, this, but this this is like no go, man. I was gonna say this actress is really good, and like it took me, I you know, after the movie, I looked her up, um, and I think she's. I still haven't watched the second season of Westworld because I suck, but she's a regular on that now. Whoa, to, uh, what? her name's Betty Gabriel, but she's so what? fucking good in this. I love that second season too. Uh, second season, dude, it's fucking great. Um, a lot of people don't, but she plays mailing. Who the fuck is that? Oh yeah, she's um yeah she's she's not that important. She's just like a henchman kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Oh well. She got um, chops. <laughs> I mean, if you can sit there and smile, cry like this, oh, that creepily dude. right in front of the god damn, that is some yeah. intense shit. H- HBO's like, we'll we'll take you. <laughs> <laughs> Audition accepted. Yep. Um, but this is, Colin, you said that she gets a a lot of screen time and I think it's a good setup for later because like, it's her that leaves the box of photos in the, in that little closet. Um, oh, right? good catch. That's, that's I, I never that's put I that together. For. Really? Oh, that's, that's what I thought like left that, you know, who's been like leaving that door open Shit. and like the first time he sees it, because we kind of went right past it. First time he sees it, he doesn't investigate it. And I think, I think it's in there at that time. Like, I think that he could have gone in there if he like closed the door and actually in went to actually have a look, he would have seen it. Um, but this time, like there is this like setup of like her scratching at the surface. And like, I think in a moment of clarity, she kind of got out and she's just like, I'm just going to leave this photo box here. And like, you know, hopefully he'll be able to pick this up. I think you're right. I did not think about that at all. I, yeah. I was kind of wondering why the door was still left open that, you know, cause I've, I've only seen this once. So I was kind of like, Oh, I guess somebody was in there and left the door open. Why is that right. open? Mm. Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it wouldn't I mean, be, I sh- 
it wouldn't be Rose. Like she wouldn't want to give him no, any no. view to evidence. So I think you're, yeah, I think you're right. Zoe. like she gets these little moments of clarity where she gets to come the actual person, whoever, you know, Georgina was before some crazy old white lady jumped in her body, uh, <laughs> gets to come out for a second. And is like, ah, I gotta help this guy like for five seconds before my creepy lady takes over. Yeah. Because I mean, immediately after this, uh, Andre, Andre gets out and like, we're going to talk about the scene now. So, um, <laughs> Before that, we get this fucking weird question from this Asian guy. Are there, are there, are there disadvantages or <laughs> advantages of being a black person in the culture? But I love, I love, I love uh, Chris's reaction. He's like, "Hey, Andre, you you, you want to answer this? You want to feel this one for me?" <laughs> Dude, I can't think of a more rude thing than to That's put probably the rudest, one, right? And like for one, just that the, he's the only black person there to like put you up, like, "Hey, now be the ambassador for your entire race and and explain it." To all of us you know be patient and explain in detail how it's like like that's so shitty like nobody owes you a fucking explanation but right. you know what it's i like not- oh no go colin well, I was gonna say it was uh, it was especially odd because I mean uh, the that's the only other guy there besides Andre and Chris who's not white. That's uh, true. I, yeah. I, like, and, and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, well, I mean, can you? Is there any benefit or negative benefit to being Asian in a predominantly you know blah, right. blah, blah, like, uh, like? Dude, you should have asked him that. That would have been the best response right. ever. He's like, I don't <laughs> know. How's it to be an Asian, man? What's the advantage? <laughs> I, I honestly thought that's where it was gonna go, and I was like, oh, okay. But then you know, Andre kind of pops up, and I. I I'm glad that this I'm glad that this thing takes place. I, I like um I really like the scene with Andre uh just because we establish some kind of rules here. We see that this thing is not a hundred percent uh you know, that that it is valuable. It's that, right. <laughs> no that flash there, that there is. Uh it's kind of like um it actually kind of reminds me of Split in a way when they just say, you know, Kevin Wendell Crumb and he'll come to the surface and like kind of fight all the other, the, you know, whatever they call them, like entities or un- undesirables away. Uh, because I, I like that. I like establishing rules for this thing um, and, and, and not getting too crazy about him. You know, I, I like that there is some way that he can kind of fend this thing off, that it's not just this unstoppable, you know, thing. I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Totally hit the nail on the head, man. Um, but yeah, like he flashes, he flashes the light, and fucking like you said, Andre comes to the surface, and yeah, get out. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and this is a wild scene, dude. Um, but uh, he gets fucking captured, and we'll uh, what we'll do, Matt, Matt and Colin. Yes, yes. Let's take a break. Let's take a break because I got to piss. Yeah. yeah, same here, same here. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, seriously, I think this is a good place to pause it as well because it's like, you know, we've established the rules now. Um, and basically, we we kind of like, we're starting to get an inkling of what's happening. And the next half of this movie is just basically a, a roller coaster ride. So um, let's let's take a break here. Uh, we're going to, you know, get more drinks, uh, fucking empty our bladders, have a little chat, and we'll be right back, guys. Check. Do you have your deodorant? Check. Do you have your cozy clothes? Got that. What? Do they know I'm black? Should they? You might wanna, you know. Mom and Dad, my black boyfriend will be coming up this weekend. I just don't want you to be shocked that he's a black man. <laughs> I ain't never seen you like this before, bro. Meeting family and taking road trips. Don't come back all bougie, man. Come back, get your damn pants up to your damn stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! <laughs> 
So you guys coming up from the city? Yeah, we're just heading up for the weekend. Can I see your license, please? He wasn't driving. I didn't ask who was driving. I asked to see his ID. Call me Dean and you're hungry, my man. So how long has this been going on, this, this thing? <laughs> <laughs> we hired Georgina and Walter to help care for my parents. When they died, I couldn't bear to let them go. smoke in front of my daughter. I'm gonna quit. She'd take care of that for you. How? Hypnosis. I'm good, actually. Are you ready for this? I'm back in the beat. So look, I go do my research. Apparently, a whole bunch of brothers been missing in this suburb. But it's cool. Bro, how you not scared of this, man? Couldn't see another brother around here. Chris was just telling me how he felt much more comfortable with my being here. Get out. Sorry, man. Get out! Yo! Bros, we gotta go. Is everything okay? Bros, the keys. Just get the keys. I don't know where they are. Bros! Sink into the floor. Wait, 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 wait. Sink. Mine is a terrible thing to waste. Terrible thing to waste. People are getting nervous. <laughs> no. No. No, 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 no. Alright guys, we're back. We are uh we are back. We're fucking ready to go with the second half of this wild ass movie. Um basically what just happened was uh, Andre just fucking got <laughs> got flashed, <laughs> for, lack of a better, for lack of a better term. Um, and basically, he needs he needs to get rehypnotized. Uh, he, I guess, you know, they stuffed stuffed Andre back down into the sunken place, and uh, everything's all good to go. And basically, basically, Rose is like, you know what? Fuck this. We're going for a walk. <laughs> and everyone else is like, let's go play bingo. <laughs> um and dude this Jesus. is let's let's talk about this 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 kind of like intercutting intercutting between this this really intimate conversation between rose and rose and um and chris and then the, the this really i guess literal silent auction <laughs> this yeah, is yeah. fucking this is fucking wild talk it's to me so creepy uh it's so fucking creepy because also at first you have no idea quite what they're doing or what this auction's about yeah. until that camera slowly pulls back on a picture of Chris. You're like, Jesus, they're auctioning him off, putting yeah. bids on him. Completely quietly, uh, with actual bingo cards. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Like, and what, what, what's the final price? 10? 20 million? Something like that? I think it's uh, 20. It's 20 because he, he, he does, does it twice. 10 hands twice. Um, and I think it's either 20,000 or 20 million. I don't know. It's got to be millions, man. I mean, like, it's that's a lot, right? Like, 20 is 20,000. I'd, I'd say it's a million. Yeah, it's when, you're, when you're cutting open the head of a black man to pull out his brain and shove <laughs> it to a, a, a white person, yeah, I mean, it takes a lot of money. It takes some can you imagine? Can you imagine what the itemized receipt would say? Uh, kidnapping <laughs> one million, <laughs> like you yeah, know right. what I mean? <laughs> like luring dinner, fucking one million, like, bribing police. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. Um, 
but like I said, like while this, while that's going on, um, Chris and Chris and Rose are having a conversation. Basically, Chris is just like, uh, I, I'm like, I want to go home, and Rose is just like, oh well, you know, you're gonna do this without me. Like this is at this point, I was still like, first time I saw this, I did, I had no idea that Rose was in on it. But like now that I watch it, I'm like, how could she not be? Right. <laughs> Right. right. The, the only way I thought that she wasn't is if they were, like, constantly hypnotizing her as well. If they were wiping her memory ah. of this and somehow they <clears> – <throat> yeah, because I was like, I don't put it beyond these people to put something in her head where she intentionally lures, like, black people. You know, or, is that, or is, is that something just naturally she's, like, she's predisposed to? Right. Or they – like, I, I couldn't really tell at first. I think that's what's really great is you – I couldn't really tell if she was in on it or if she wasn't until right till the the very spot where i mean it's just it's un it's 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 undeniable um and i, th- I thought that was great because I, at first i'm kind of like okay is she hypnotized as well right. like are they using her <laughs> for this like because it would and i almost wish it would kind of go that route sometimes just because it, somebody in this family eventually is going to be like no this is fucked up like we don't do this shit like there will be i mean uh, over a course of enough time the probability of there being a rogue is like i mean extremely high right. so i thought if eventually someone would be like no fuck this and they use her f- for that reason but now that's totally not the case and she's a stone cold bitch <laughs> yeah that was an interesting interview i saw where, where allison williams was talking about this she was like she's like yeah a lot of times when i'm talking to white people they're usually like i it's so but how is she in on it though like isn't maybe she's a pawn here or something like that and she's like no she's just evil like she's, she's just fucking terrible evil. She's 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 probably the most conniving out of all of them. If she's like so, like, she, can you imagine the will that it takes to lure someone like like into a situation like this? Right, and knowing what you're going to be doing with them, and like you're basically Ugh. going to be killing them. And this is you're like, oh, I'm I'm not only doing that and taking them to this place. I'm gonna like pretend to be in love yeah. with them, have sex with them, like yeah. get all close and like, God, you are evil and living like like seriously li- living like weren't they living right. together? Um, like I think that was a was I can't, that I can't remember if they were already living together. I think they've been dating for like five months or something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, four four months I think, or some shit like that. I don't know, um, but. Yeah, I I totally didn't see it coming because like what throws me off is the things that she says. She's like, "Let's go back." Like, you know, let's she makes a decision. She's like, "Yeah, fucking let's go back." Like that shit. I was just like, "Oh, so she's not, you know, she's not a part of this." Okay. Like, you know. But she lures him back to the house and <laughs> um oh, sorry, I forgot to say. Uh Chris was sold to Stephen Root's character, which is pretty pretty important. Don't want to go past that. Mm-hmm. Um he gets lured back into this the situation, man. And like as he's walking in, it's just like this slow motion of like <laughs> the fucking creepy brother playing the guitar, <laughs> like that little ukulele. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Well, and also, fucking- I, I don't want to go past just quickly in the conversation that they have when he talks about how he did nothing when his, when you know they called him about his mom and oh, he, that's he, right. he yep. just sat there and, and didn't do anything. And he, I love he's like, there was still time, there was still time, there was still time, you know. And he just kind of starts breaking down, right? Um, and he, Kali you know, is great here, man. Yeah, right, he, he couldn't he couldn't go in there and save her life, but at least he could have like been there, you know. And it's it's that's tearing him up about it, you know. Right, um, and I I think that's a great scene. But yes, like like moving on after that, the the whole you know she she plays him so well, you know. Okay, let's go, let's leave, you know. And, and this is you know this is just basically where she kind of hits the 
it, you know, she's kind of like, okay, cool. Well, now this is where we're going with this. So I've got to play along still and wait till, you know, we get this final interaction. You know, it's almost like she's playing with him just to get him back to the house because she can't handle this like by herself. You know, she can't physically hold him down by herself and make him stay. So getting him there is kind of key. Right. That's a good point. That's a really good point. And also like, boy, I think what, I'm not sure if we talked about this the first time he gets hypnotized. Like it is so insidiously awful. Like she plays on his guilt about his mom and she's like, but you didn't do anything anything ever did you and it's like totally ignoring the fact that he was 11 years old then like what the fuck really could he have done but she just like amplifies his own guilt about it so unreasonably mm-hmm. so bad for sure dude like ugh. just that the predator situation god damn it <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> um chris texts a photo to rod of uh andre and they figure out that it's andre hayworth um they don't know that he's missing yet but they've made the connection um and yeah, man, this is basically the, the 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 moment where we find out that hey, maybe Rose isn't all she's cracked up to be. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I I love her dad when they come downstairs and he's Chris. What is your purpose in life? And it's like, oh no, Dude, this is not fucking good. If you ask me that question while standing <laughs> solemnly over a fireplace, like, <laughs> villainously I'm, in yeah, your fucking I'm black running. turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, Je- and fucking Jeremy with, uh, what is that, like a lacrosse? Lacrosse uh, thing? Oh, my oh, God. Some bullshit, I don't know. Oh, some dude. white people shit. <laughs> I, 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 I do love that when when she's like, Chris, what is your purpose in life? He's like, right now it's finding those goddamn keys. <laughs> dude, I, I, I love that. Um, just, just sorry, we're jumping ahead a little there because, like, I mean, with the photos we find oh, out, man. obviously- yeah, it, the 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 revelation is pretty cool, man. Because like it it starts off with just like f- kid photos of her. Like he's like, oh, this is cute. And he flicks through, flicks through, and he finds like shit. She's dated black people before. Why would she lie about this? Ooh. And then we find a photo of um fucking Georgina, Georgina and <laughs> Walter, both of them, and Walter. Yeah, yeah. holy shit. And he's like, but, but I like the way he plays it off. Like, he doesn't immediately bring it up. He's just like, mm, this is weird. Let's get the fuck out of here. I'm like, yeah. He kn- he definitely knows she can't be trusted now, but she's also right. his only ride out of there. So it's like, um, cool. Right. I'm just going to play this cool, even though I'm terrified of your creepy ass now. Right, mm-hmm. right. And he's like, hey, let's find those keys. And she, like, bends down to try and find the keys. And he's like, let's do this on the move. Like, I love his. <laughs> That's such a I good love- line, yeah. Yeah, I love his like eagerness, like to keep it going. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's, you let's know, move everything's on. ratchet. Yeah, ratcheting yeah. up to ten. Like, you know, <laughs> Dude, and that's um, one of the things I love about this scene when they do go downstairs and after his dad is like, "What is your purpose?" Like, <laughs> being all fucking insane. <laughs> is that the family's like closing in around him and he's like, "Where are, the, yes. where are those keys, Rose? Do you have those keys?" And if, uh, finally, he just breaks where he's like straight screaming at her, like, "Where's the keys? Where's yeah. the fucking keys?" Well, I mean, like, the first thing he sees when he goes downstairs is Jeremy, like, in front of the door. Like, right there. That's like, oh, mm-hmm. shit. Like, he's not leaving, is he? Ugh. And honestly, um, too, the dad kind of lays out in a weird way, like, their twisted motive, their reasoning behind this. Kind of like what we were talking about earlier about, like, this yeah. weird jealousy uh, of black people. Where mortality. He's like, yeah, mor- mortality. And he's also like, we're we're gods trapped in these cocoons. And oh. so it's like, I both want to live forever and I want to, I want your vessel. I want a black body as mine. And like, like this whole bizarre thing of like, we are great, but our bodies aren't as good as yours. So we're going to take that so that we can be oh. the completed gods. It's so good. I love this. I love this movie, man. But like, 
again, Colin, like what you said, man, with the keys, I love that he's just like slowly, it like ratchets it up. He's like, keys, hey, keys, uh, you gotta find those keys. You gotta, and then he just starts yelling, Rose, you gotta find those fucking keys. And um, this is this is her moment of like actually yes. I'm awful too. Uh, yeah, oh I fucking got you. And I love the way he just throws down the bag. He's like, oh, okay, so this is this is gonna happen, is it? This is mm-hmm. gonna happen. Oh. Um but fucking Jeremy <laughs> swipes at him with the fucking little white person bat thing. Dude. That <laughs> shit is like no fucking way. Like I'm surprised he had the restraint there to not just immediately attack him back. Like yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. I would like, I would have just, my first reaction would have been like, not, not backing off like he does. I just like fucking rush him. <laughs> right. You know? Like this guy's out straight up physically hostile now. Like, okay. Yeah. It's pretty much all bets are off now. So just going back, what, what do you think happens in a normal situation? Like, because this is the one that figured it out, right? Like, I mean, if in a normal situation, um, Ooh. I, I guess, I guess Missy just works her magic, right? Right. I think so. I think their normal plan of, you know, their procedure is to, like, get him down there again and be like, oh, you're upset. You're you're all rustled up. Let's let's let Missy talk to you again and maybe we can calm you down with some hypnosis and then mm-hmm. into the sunken place you go never to return. Mm-hmm. For sure. I love the shot of him in the sunken place this time. It's just kind of like him, like, swimming, like, but, like, just sinking at the same time. Um, and the fear on his face, man. The, oh, it's great. And they carry his body. Um, Rose, you were one of my favorites. Uh, Fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Oh, what a great you consolation. Thank you. Fucking whore. <laughs> um, but then we cut back to Rod, who starts doing some digging. <laughs> Finds out that Andre Hayworth is a missing person. Um, what would you do in that situation? You'd go to the cops, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one, yeah. <clears throat> once I, I mean, I don't even know if I would have waited to see that this guy was like a missing person. It's like, dude, the fact that this guy is like here, like, that's I mean, enough I, for me. That's right. That's what I'm trying to get at. I think that's enough for me. I right. guess it's not enough for the cops. I guess it's okay. Well, that's he's true. there. He just married somebody else and he's part of this family now. What, is, what about it? But the fact that he's actually like missing now, that's like, okay, that's, that's enough. You know, you can go and actually do something about this now. What I think the other difficult thing, like for Rod, is that he doesn't know this location yet. Like he does not know quite where they are. It's like he knows that they're at Rose Armitage's family's house, but it, like that trying to even figure out where you would send anybody would be difficult. But evidently he figures it out because I mean he shows up there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it must like he yeah he must have like deduced it or some something right some shit. Um, we get a shot of. Uh, Chris in that white person's basement. <laughs> like this is like a dun. This is like a white people dungeon. It's like a it's like a seventies like porn den. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Dirk Diggler walks in, <laughs> and the music is so fucking good and creepy here. When it yeah, we're, we're panning down from that the big buckhead on the wall to the it TV. swells on the buckhead. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's so good. It's so creepy. um, but this is the time for exposition. Right, yeah. I mean, like, time. Jordan Peele's like, we got to give him some answers, guys. <laughs> it's getting real <laughs> right. wild in here. Yeah, um, I love it. It's, it's like this is your guide to being a vessel for a bunch of creepy motherfuckers, oh, <laughs> dude. And like using the word order, uh, mm-hmm. like I'm like, he used the word order. Like these guys are like fucking witches and shit, man. Like this is wild. Uh, like uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it kind of reminds. Oh, go, oh ahead. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. 
Uh, well, just one of the things like on a meta like writing sense, I really like about this because we're all very used to like the Bond villain monologue. We're like, ah, now here's why I'm doing the thing I'm doing. And like, <laughs> and it's usually kind of out of place or kind of jammed in. And I like that there's an actual reasoning for this here. They're like, we're going to tell you what this is, because if we just throw you in there, you're gonna, your instinct is just going to be fighting, fighting, fighting constantly. And it's actually a little bit easier if you understand what's happening to you. So it's harder for you to fight against it where you're like you kind of are aware that somebody else is yeah. in your body and it like oh and it makes the process easier so it's like that's why they're telling him mm-hmm. so creepy though for sure dude um so basically this is where we find out about the coagula procedure um and it's wild man like this <laughs> behold the coagula with your natural gifts and our determination <laughs> It's oh, so Jesus. fucking it's so fucking weird man because like they're just waving happily like what the fuck like I'm, the the juxtaposition like, What do you guys think the person's watching this reaction is going to be? They're going to be like, "Oh, yeah. hooray! I get to be a part of something big." <laughs> like what like, of course it's horrible. Like, oh, but you're going to be sure. obliterated and barely a sliver of yourself inside of your own For body. Sure. Isn't that swell? Oh. Um, but basically <laughs> The screen changes quickly to the hypnosis, the cup, um, and fucking Chris gets knocked out. We cut back to Rod <laughs> with the cops in a fucking funny scene, man. I, I, lo- I love this moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, where the cops, ca- she calls in the other two, like, detectives, yeah, and they yeah. all just fucking laugh at it. <laughs> Dude, they're just, they're just, uh, see, I, I don't know, okay, from a realism standpoint, whether they would do this. I mean, I don't Would know. You- the story he spews is fucking nuts. Like, uh, it is nuts. Okay. Um, <clears throat> they were, it kind of, this scene kind of reminds me of the Big Lebowski when he's like, I mean, you guys got any leads on this? He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, we got people taking, uh, we got people working in shifts. <laughs> leads. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the part that I trip over is this guy, Andre Hayworth, is a missing person. He's currently missing. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's got a photo of him currently and like that would trip alarm bells in my head if i was a cop i don't know seriously yeah i feel like maybe rod could have even pounded on that a little harder of like no dude like this is a missing guy and my friend who's there has said he looks strange and distressed maybe he's not there of his own free will like it's this is an actual missing person i'm not making it up yeah right yeah it warrants some kind of investigation yeah, right. I do. Okay. I do like the line of <laughs> "I'm TSA. We we have this basically the same training as you, maybe more with terrorism and shit." <laughs> Deal with terrorists. Oh, uh, it's great. But he gets basically laughed out of the fucking station. <laughs> He's just like, it's great. Um, and he gets a call from Rose in this uh-huh. fucking her face, man. Like the straight, so- straight on, Whoa. like monotonous uh one one part i don't want to go by is when he's scratching shit off the notebook and he's like nah it ain't magic and he's scratching something <laughs> magic from the fucking street <laughs> oh my god dude. it's so fucking he's, funny he's fucking hilarious in, in in like a because this movie needs like the over the top humor i think man like it doesn't if if you don't get the over the top humor you get sicario a very serious like you know it's horror true. movie like, you know Dude, um, I, I I will say when they cut to Rose and she has her hair back and stuff like that, does she not look like fucking Casey Anthony? 
Like, I was like, holy <laughs> shit. The whole time I'm looking Who's at that? her, just, uh, she was, uh, there was a big trial here in America, oh, basically, man. about her. Uh, she had a kid that, you know, she uh, the, her, her kid was was killed or died, or it's still, I mean, it's debatable, but not really. You know, they found her yeah. not guilty in court, uh, oh. but she was, the kid Crazy was missing case. for like a month, and she like never reported it. The woman's kind of nuts. Um, oh, yeah. but, I just but, looked her up, man. She looks exactly like that. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's crazy. Read about it sometime, because it's always, fucking nuts. I always think of the great, I think it's on bonfire but there's a childish gambino song where it ends with i made the beat then murdered it casey anthony (laughs) (laughs) oh shit wow damn 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 you lando what are you (laughs) (laughs) um but no this is this is a another sort of manipulation moment i always knew you wanted you dreamed of fucking me and i love it he's like what the fuck are you talking his reaction his reaction is so good (laughs) crazy ass bitch but yeah he he goes to but he's clever man like he he goes to try and record her and shit like that but i don't think it i don't think it pans out right i think she knows what's up i think she knows Mm. yeah but i love the shot of the family like in the back just like fucking staring. Mm. Oh. I, I expected Rod to just be oh, I got your ass now, blah, blah, and him have not muted her, and her, she just hears him the whole time. Like, <laughs> that's kind of what I expected to happen. Oh, and I also boy. do think that she she's so weirdly high on herself that she really thought she could throw a little line out there of like, oh, I'm kind of interested in you now, Rod, and that he was going to take it and be like, mm. oh, really? And I love how he's just like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> like, no, I'm yeah. done. Done with this. Yeah, man. <laughs> Um, we cut back to old old mate Chris, and uh, this is basically where Stephen Root explains the situation, right? <laughs> oh, so I good. want your eye. <laughs> I oh, want those Jesus. things you see through. Um, he looks creepy, bald. Yeah, yeah and, uh, I'm not I'm, at this at, at this point. Like I, at first, I thought they were. I was like, wait, are they just auctioning off like his parts? Like the woman was asking about his dick. Like Stephen Root asking about his eyes. Like are they just auctioning off like the parts of it? And I was like, oh no, wait, yeah, that kind of that doesn't make any sense. And I, it threw me all. Yeah, it threw me through a loop at first, but then I was like, oh wait, no, 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 because we see, um, we yeah, we we uh, we see quote unquote Logan, you know, who's uh, who's out and about, you know. So I was like, okay, no, that can't be it. Right. Yeah. Right. Not. Definitely, man. Um, but basically, Stephen Root explains that the 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 phases: the phase one, uh, hip, hypnosis; phase two, mental preparation; and basically, psychological pre-op; and then the operation. And this is where, like, because that's the first mention of an operation, and then you're just like, wait, what? Ugh. And then, like, if you think back, you're like, oh shit. Fucking Dean is a surgeon. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has pioneered an incredibly uh, amazing cutting edge technology of scooping your brain out like a fucking pumpkin. Oh my god, man! Because yeah, basically, but, what what do they take? Do they take the 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 host's brain out and put their own into it? But they leave part at like the central nervous system. Yeah, like, that's yeah, basically what happened. They leave the CNS. Yeah. Okay, got it. So it's basically, well, you know what it reminds me of? And I remember thinking of it in the cinema and I, I like, kind of laughed out loud at the wrong time. It reminded me of, you know, in Men in Black, that little alien that's controlling that guy in, oh, in his head. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get to Orion's belt. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what is word? Yeah. Um. But yeah, fucking Chris pieces it all together, man. He's like, "Holy shit, this all makes sense." He thinks about uh, the the moment of uh, the the first time he was hypnotized by Missy. Now you're in the sunken place, and it all comes together for him, man. Um, 
But yeah, you know what I actually really like in this situation, and I kind of, I, I think it subverts the entire sort of like theory of the movie about how it being a sort of a movie about race. Um, Stephen Root's character couldn't give a shit whether he's black or not. Yeah, doesn't give a fuck. Just wants him for his talent. I I love that man. Like I, I love that it's like it doesn't have to just be black people. Like you know what I mean? It's good. We just want young and strong. Although there's a part of me that doesn't fully trust him when he says that. We're like, like it kind of reminds me of one of those like, oh no, I don't even see race guys. You know, of like, ah, oh, I just don't. <laughs> I'm above that. I'm beyond that. Because the way he talks to him earlier about his like his eye, I think it implies a little more to it than just his own eyes and him being a photographer. Like he wants to like have his point of view and be like seen as this like ah. authentic person. Uh, you know, cause I think that's another like weird jealousy thing of like, there's the bodies and there's like jealousy of the experience and the coolness of being a black person and the perspective, the, the struggles they've overcome. You, you know, he is this white dude can't like claim that. And he's like, I want your, eye. I want to be able to see what you've seen, go through it and be seen as a black person right. he, want, he wants like the black experience right yeah like that's kind of what I think he's implying here even though he acts like oh that's not it I'm like mm, I think that's a little bit of it at least a little right. bit it's cool man um, but that scene closes with uh, Chris looking down at the the scratched uh, armchair and the, the, the fillings coming out of it dude, which is I intriguing love love yeah it. dude uh, and he gets hypnotized again Oh, so we think, but it cuts cuts back to Dean fucking preparing his his fucking sur- surgery and the music, the fucking co- vocals, the uh, uh, the Illuminati esque vocals. Exactly. Dude. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, Matt, you gotta you gotta propose this as the official Illuminati fucking soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> like shit. Everybody's dicks and tits out, stand in a circle in the robes <laughs> and listen to our creepy v- vocals. Yeah, it's dude, like, like the, it's yeah. Go, go, Colin. I was just saying, it's like the fucking stone cutters from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, the ones who made Steve Gutenberg famous. I don't remember the one. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> we do, we do. <laughs> but it's not only that. It's not only the music. It's also like <laughs> Jeremy presenting that wooden fucking chest and like all of the tools in the chest. Like it's just so, it's just so cult like. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, it's cool, man. Um. Dude, the sh- I I have a hard time watching surgeries in general, and this is this is kind of rough. <laughs> him just tossing that top of his oh, head into the bucket, the just scalp. Like, <laughs> and I want more scalps. Ah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice reference. God, I had to, man, had to. Um, Jeremy walks back in and fucking cops a cops a. Well, I don't know what these balls are, but fucking I think blunt those force are- trauma to the head. I think those are croquet balls, are yeah. they not? Oh, big, okay. Okay. big solid wooden croquet balls. Yeah, that again, shit. again, white white people shit. So. Yeah, <laughs> that shit will fuck you up, dude. Like oh, a croquet man. ball. Oh, holy really? hell! Like Jesus, I've never. I but I will say for this scene, I haven't enjoyed seeing a black dude kill a white man since Django. And I was like, <laughs> holy shit, this is fucking ah, awesome to that watch. Is satisfying. <laughs> See, yeah, especially from him. I'm glad that he's the first one to go because we're our, we're like so close to just we're, we want to climax on this guy getting killed and our load is blown <laughs> so, so well true. when he when he gets fucking his head just crushed in. Like, oh my god, <laughs> dude, when he's lying there in the pool of blood, eyes open, I'm like. He's dead, right? You're but he's done. not dead. Like, no? he's fucking... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know if like they kind of like needed like a horror a, a little more from him, but I do like the way he dies the second time. 
<laughs> That's true. Um, Chris walks out into the hallway, fucking Dude, this <laughs> impales is so- impales <laughs> Dean with the fucking like deer deer horns. Jesus Christ, Dude, I love it. I, I mean, there's um, meta- so yeah, there's so much symbolism to that too. Yes. Like he couldn't he couldn't help the other deer dying on the road, and now he's becoming a trophy, like all the rest of them, to have his head chopped off and be replaced. Yeah. And he takes the fucking trophy head itself and kills him with it. Like that's just so good. Ah, well, if you if you take my probably wrong interpretation of the deer earlier <laughs> as all like black people who've been like oppressed by oppressed and destroyed by this family and this guy. Like this is like payback at the the highest quality, right? Yeah, Absolutely. no, for sure. That 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 makes actually a lot more sense now because it's kind of like the deer is kind of reminiscent of. The, I mean, it literally is a trophy, and they're keeping these black people as basically trophies in a way. And they're you know they're using that. I mean, it's really. I mean, it's it's so it's extremely you know like I guess meta in that way if you want to if you want to call it that. I, I the first time I saw him, I was like, dude, I would go up there, rip those things off, and fucking just Logan X two my way down that hallway, <laughs> just slashing people, dude, like that. Yeah. I had Maybe at, at that shot down that hallway, I just wanted to see him come running at the camera like Hugh Jackman in X2 and just start shredding fucking people. Straight, straight into the fridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, um, okay, my dad my dad asked this the fucking smartest question I've ever heard regarding this movie. Why? Okay, so he knows he's probably going to encounter Missy. Why didn't he leave the earbuds in? Ooh, it's a good call. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I guess, I guess they. Ha- I mean, I guess they have to do the reveal. But at the same time, you can just have the reveal after he kills Missy because she's the way mm. more formidable out of everyone there. I mean, get it's rid of Jeremy. Show. Jeremy's the most physical. You know, the dad and the dad doesn't really you know show most of a. You know, he's not really hard to kill. Um, but get rid of Jeremy and get rid of Missy, and the house of cards starts to fall. Uh, right. But yeah, that would that would have made a lot more sense. I never even thought about that till now. Yeah, sure. I was like, Dad, I am impressed. <laughs> I mean, there is um, a part of me that would think like, oof, you know, you don't know where the other people are. You might want to be able to have hear them coming. But it would still, yeah, it might be something to keep in your pocket. And as you go upstairs, like, yeah. just in case. Yeah, but I do like the situation. Like, they're, they're both like freeze. And then like, immediately, they're both like lunge for the tea set. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he just like slams it across. I love once um, he smashes it, he looks at her like, yeah, that's all you got, bitch. Like, right. You ain't stopping uh, me now. Like, that yeah, was it, your one weapon. It kind of uh, it kind of reminded me of Marv in Sin City when he actually handcuffs Elijah Wood. And he's like, I got you, motherfucker. Like, he's like, <laughs> right. He's like, what is he hop around now? I was like, oh, fuck, dude. I love that. <laughs> it's a great moment, man. Dude, um, I completely forgot. It shocked me as much as it did on the first viewing because I totally forgot about him getting stabbed through the hand. And yes, having to like, force that brutal. back onto her. God, that's brutal. I lo- I love his reaction. Like, he doesn't scream. He, he like, reacts the exact same way he reacts to everything in the movie. He's just, like, quiet and grits down, and he's like, I got to get through this. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's great. Great moment. He it- goes for the door, and Jeremy fucking springs out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> they get in a tussle. Jeremy kicks the door. Slam- fucking Chris slams the knife in his leg, and then just curb stomps him American History X style. Oh, hell <laughs> yes, dude. So gangster. I love it. I love it. Also, did you guys catch, th- this was something I, I was reading a little bit about, 
And I was like, damn, that's like another really good callback because when when Jeremy's being a weird little shit like he always is at the dinner table and being like, oh, you got to get into jujitsu. That's what you really need to get into. It's more a game of the mind. You got to just be a couple steps ahead. It's not about the body. And oh. that's what he totally pulls on him here because he goes for the door like two he times him, and he yeah. kicks the door shut. And so he goes for it again, not intending to actually get the door open, just intending to get his leg up there so he can fucking stab it. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, Dude, that's slick. That's cle- I didn't pick that up. That's clever as shit, man. So clever good. as shit. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, actually, before he goes into the car, we get another shot of <laughs> of Rose. <laughs> Basically, Rose was looking for her next prospects. How great is this? <laughs> Dude. Uh, like another Did creepy. You- uh, she's not even like, she's uh-huh. eating her fucking cereal one Fruit Loop at a time. Like but Everything about like- her is so creepy here. Did you yep. like that she separates the milk and the colored, uh, Ugh. the colored, the colored thing, like separating the whites and colors? Uh, Dude, I, I feel it, like I you could, you could take all the tests for, for psychopaths and just boil it down to how do you eat your cereal? And if it's like <laughs> right. this, there we go. Check. Done. The, diagnosed. The, the only way it could be worse is if she was fucking eating cereal with like a fork. I'd be like, okay, this bitch is nuts. Like, this is fucking crazy. Well, uh, that, that, and it's, and also if she had like a sexual thing for her mother, because it always comes back to the mother in sexual fucking psycho mm, situation. It's true. <laughs> the it's part true. that did make me laugh is when she's, she's boy Googling like top NCAA prospect, pro, yeah. like prospects. I thought she typed in, typed in NAACP. <laughs> I was like, wow, you're going straight to the fucking source. Jesus Christ, <laughs> oh, man. Right. Jesus. Um, Jesus. I, Think that's, I, I, that's for I can't. Uh, I can't see it anywhere. I did read that. Uh, um, uh, oh God, uh, Keenan Michael Key. Uh, he actually he's one of the when she when she Google searches, he's a cameo as one oh, of the one of the things that she brings notice. up. Uh, that's awesome, dude. Uh, and Microsoft boy, fucking must have thrown a lot of money to this movie, yes. dude. He's got like a Microsoft yeah. phone. It's like a, she's searching on Bing. Or so I was like, come the fuck on, dude. That's I that's know. actually the most unrealistic part of this movie that anybody uses Bing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that. Nah. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, he gets in the car, finds a creepy-ass fucking helmet, takes off, hits uh, Georgina, and this is the moment where, I guess, redemption, right? For his mother? Mm-hmm. He's because- like- Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, well, I mean, the obvious, like, because he can't leave her. He doesn't want to leave Georgina dying. He also feels sorry for Georgina. Um, plus, like- you know, he's got to get over his guilt for his mother. So right. this is the redemption moment. Yeah, right. He knows. That- it's like, it's so difficult because he both already knows what they do now. They've, he's had their whole process explained to him where he's like, fuck, if, she, if Georgina as a black woman here is not actually herself, you know, she has been abducted like me and now somebody else is in that body. So you also know it's not really her but at the same time like the sight of leave, leaving her on the side of the road bleeding and dying he's like he just can't stomach it and he's like fighting with himself like fuck don't do it don't do it yeah but he just can't help i mean that's i mean that's brutal that's realistic to me of like to leave a woman like on the side of the road and just drive away knowing she's probably gonna die is like ah that's pretty rough right especially with your mother dying from a hit and run you know, it's yeah. like, dude, you 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 can't turn around, and and I think also he doesn't know. I mean, the, like Walter and Georgina, they can't really be saved. Like, can they? Like, is there any way for them to to even though it is their body, like their brains have been removed. Like, is there any no, way they for can't them? Be to, saved. Right, no, there's no way for them to actually get like get control of of everything again. I thought like there's no real way of knowing that. Right, like their brains have probably been like discarded at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm. You ruined my house. Oh uh, God! 
Grandma yeah, loves her nice fuck. house. But you know what I love, man? And I, it didn't occur to me um, during the procedure scene when a sort of like wig falls off and you see the scar. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, that all three of them actually have something on their heads that hides the scar the whole time. Because like time. Walter's always wearing his hat and Andre's mm-hmm. always wearing his hat. Like mm-hmm. I just, I was like, oh, that's clever, dude. Um, slams into the tree. This, <laughs> for some fucking ra- reason, this reminded me of the time when um, <laughs> Arnie hits the tree in commando and he's fucking fine afterwards. <laughs> I just, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, but um, fucking Rose catches up to them with a bolt action and <laughs> starts and just taking shots. Yeah. Yeah. Starts taking shots and, and fucking commands a grandfather to catch him. Well, <laughs> I, I, just- I, I got two, two things. I mean, one thing yeah. is it's great because it's a it's a it's a callback to, well, I don't want to be getting chased across your lawn with a with a shotgun, you know, and he's she's chasing him across the lawn with a fucking rifle. Oh, um, shit. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, nice. But uh, how does the fire get started? Oh, that's uh, actually, it, it's really. In the surgery. Yeah. It's a really quick shot. But when he, yeah. when the um, Dean stumbles back in after being stabbed by the uh, the buckhead, yeah. he falls down and knocks over like this candle and it catches one of the sheets yeah. on fire. Okay. I saw the sheet on fire, but I never saw him knock over the candle. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, what the fuck? Or whatever. No, I'll go with it. it <laughs> it's definitely there because like, I mean, you can't have an Illuminati order scene without candles. Like, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> surgery um, by candlelight. <laughs> Turn that fucking light off. <laughs> Electricity? Never heard of it. Um But yeah, man. Um Jeremy Jeremy fucking slams him down and Chris takes a photo of him. Jeremy gets some Jeremy, Jesus Christ. Fuck like, Walter. Wait, Jeremy. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Walter. Uh Walter gets some clarity and he's like to Rose, give me the rifle. I love and Rose. This. Rose fucking stupidly gives it over. I don't know why. Like, okay, fine, Rose, just whatever. Yeah, they're like, does she not see the flash? Like, yeah, yeah I, don't know. I think but she, she must blows, have seen it. Yeah, he blows her away, and he kills himself. And um, and that 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 was so sad to me, man. I'm like, yeah, god damn. There's just like no escape for this poor poor guy. That in his one sort of moment of clarity, he realizes that to to avoid this prison fucking sentence, I got to kill myself. Right. Um, the only good thing he got is he got to kill that horrible bitch who lured him here <laughs> yeah that. oh for sure man he should have finished her i wish he finished her right <laughs> but yeah i feel um, so this is easily the darkest scene of the movie like this poor dude just be like yep, yeah i probably i'm probably only going to be myself for another couple of seconds might as well take the opportunity to end it just fucking Ugh. finish her man like I, he's like i don't i don't want to go back to prison yeah i guess that's the thing right Brain um prison he starts he starts choking out Rose and we get red and blue lights. And man, when I saw this, I was like, no. I know. Right. No. Like, look at this, look at the carnage behind him. There's an awesome shot of like the crash car in the background and like Rose just lying on the ground, and there's like half of like um Walter's body. And I'm like, look at all this carnage. And if this was the cops, man, there is no way they're not gonna arrest this guy. Uh, right. Yeah. See, the, <clears throat> there's um, <clears throat> and actually just to I want to backtrack just like two seconds. Yeah, uh, sure. The irony in him being saved by picking cotton from the thing like mm. the jo- Jordan, Jordan Peele. I mean, at first, because I was like, am I racist for noticing that? And, jo- <laughs> and and Jordan, Jordan Peele was like, no, that is absolutely intentional. He's like, uh, he it, literally in the AMA, he's like, that irony is not lost on me. He's like, I That's totally fantastic. get it. Holy um, shit. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. 
dude, when I saw it, I was like, I might be a racist prick. I was like, <laughs> but I, but I, I, I have a feeling like that might be in there intentionally. Um, and it totally was. Uh, but yeah, just getting back to this scene. Yeah. The only thing that I can think is that, you know, yeah, here's this black dude. Here's all these dead white people and even some, you know, even a couple of dead black people. Uh, but I mean, all it takes is one walk through that house for them to go through and be like, oh, no, right. something is really like fucked up in here. Right. Oh, Something's yeah. really fucked up. Well, if they find, I mean, see, I think if they find the surgery, that won't be enough because he's a surgeon. Like, I mean, I don't know about that. But if they find the video of the co- coagula. That's true. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, I, that's, I, th- I that's think damning. Well, I think walking. I mean, even though he is a surgeon, it's like, dude, what are you doing? Just you just do this for fun at home? Like, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think yeah. Right. I don't think you can do that. Like, I, yeah, like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, especially with the video, and then, um, I mean, going in and finding all the pictures of the people. Like, there's so much evidence to this, which is why. The yeah. The cops walk in and find Stephen Root without his head, like like right. the top of his head. He just, <laughs> just he lying just, there. He just breaks into character from Oh Brother Art. Hey, boss, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brain gonna fall out. Uh-oh. <laughs> he's he's like he's like uh he's like they they asked me to move my desk back there. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you can you can you touch my brain? Yeah, Lumberg fucked her. Um <laughs> uh anyway, but turns out to be Rod. Um T S so motherfucking A. <laughs> we handle shit. We handle shit. Um I love this ending, man. Like this like I said, if this was the cops, this could have gone a totally different way. Um uh, but like it, I think I think Jordan Peele makes a a really interesting decision here to really, really kind of like focus on the red and blue lights. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it, it stands out so much. Um, oh, and yeah, like no. if we if we are talking about the race side of things, then this this is this is a hundred percent intentional. I'm sure it is. Well, yeah. did did either of you guys catch the alternate ending? I read about it, but I haven't watched it yet. No, can you can you tell me about it, Colin? Because I only just found out about it from you. So. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's on YouTube if anybody wants to check it out. But uh, basically, it is the cops. The cops show up. It's the same. Um, I think it's actually the one of the same cops from before that pulls him over um but they show up you know they pull their guns on him you know he puts his hands up they arrest him and it cuts to rod visiting him in i guess prison oh and and rod's like hey man you know we really need to push on this with your next appeal and blah blah you know i think we could and and in the middle of it chris just goes just stop man he's like just stop he's like i'm I'm cool and just like he he just accepts it he hangs up the phone you know they're on the uh, you know the glass partition and he just hangs it up and walks away and that's the end of the that's the end of the movie and i was like okay now dark as shit right but i i I get it like i think that is i think that's where you take things that's 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 almost like a bridge too far that's like dude that's that's too much like i like like as a political thing yeah right and not only is it a totally fucking bummer of an ending because not only not only in the story of a of of a black man being you know hunted and 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 persecuted and used for these things does he not win but you know like he he fights all these people off and he wins that battle just to get fucked over anyways which is i mean that's that's a shitty that's just a shitty ending to me in general but also at the same time it's uh a bold political statement about yeah. you know like how how we trust uh how we trust black people in these situations and it's your word versus everybody else's and here's all these dead bodies but at the same time i think just logically it doesn't make any sense because you go in there you've got the whole co- uh, coagula thing you've got all of these pictures you've got if it's you know, not people- all burned down though 
Right. Yeah. That's another thing too. I was thinking about that. There's the fire, but I mean, there's fucking, I mean, there's like bodies in there of people who are missing, you know, there's Georgina in the car. They can just look and see that she's missing. Like the fact that she's been gone. Like there's so much evidence to fuck that kind of ending over of him going to prison. And I think it's just logistically and politically. And as a film, it's just, it's just a better ending. And I, I enjoyed it so much more just seeing him not only, Oh, the black guy definitely doesn't die in this movie. In fact, he fucking wins. I was like, awesome. That's fucking awesome. Right. Plus, right. I think I mean, like this. This is besides the comedy. Um, this has been a really, really dark ending. I think it's really good. Uh, it's kind of refreshing to have a happy ending in a horror movie. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. For sure. Um, but yeah, man, that's it. They drive away. Um, they leave. Rose to die, and we get a relatively <laughs> happy ending. <laughs> now, I, I got I got a question for you guys. What happens to Andre? Ooh. What happened to him? Like, the, like he's yeah. he's still he's still Logan. Like yeah. whatever, because I've heard some talks about a sequel because all of these people are still, I mean, okay, well, this is when you see the video of the coagula thing they're doing, that's from like the seventies, you know, that's, that's old. Ooh, so that's they, 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 they even say, Hey, we've perfected this recently. So they've known for decades how to do this. I mean, even though, you know, we've, we've got Steve jobs, the neurosurgeon who does all this stuff for us. <laughs> um, at the same time, you know, you could find somebody else, you know, to, to do this, you know, theoretically you could keep going, you could keep going on, even though the, um, the patriarchs of the system and the whole, the whole thing has, has fallen down and everyone's dead. There's still all this other family. That's like a part of that. Um, so like, is it, 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 I, and I, I, from what I've read, Jordan Peele's like, no, I don't want to go down that avenue again. He's doing like apparently a trilogy of movies that are going to be kind of like social commentary. Um, so I'm, I'm glad, you know, that he's not going down that again. You know, it's kind of like what we talked about with uh, David Robert Mitchell with It Follows. It's like, dude, this is great. High concept, low budget, but don't visit this again right now because you're you're on a hot streak. Like, come go and do some other things and then maybe come back to it. Um, right. I, yeah. But that always bothered me because I like Logan or I, I like. Um, oh, God. Now, I'm, Andre. See this, Andre. <laughs> Andre. Thank you. <laughs> the These dual person. names are fun. Yeah. Uh, I like Andre's like as a character. We see that kind of thing. Like he's he's kind of how we know how this thing works the whole time. So to, to not get that resolution did kind of bother me. Um, but at the same time, I just assume that, you know, it's, they say that they've perfected it, but at the same time, I don't know how well I, I trust that, you know, I, I don't know if these people could fight their way through or if he does the same thing as Walter does like later on, I don't know, but I did kind of want to see that wrapped up. I was a little disappointed. You, I didn't see that. Do you think maybe it's symbolic that, uh, Andre doesn't come out of it? I mean, like if, Look! Look at Chris. Chris is like the only person out of out of like how many people to like come out of it. Um, mm-hmm. And if you if you do if you do follow the the metaphor the metaphor that this is about you know oppressed oppressed black people, then I mean it's one out of twenty that does get away. You know that right. escapes it's- this kind of stuff. It's like just because Chris's story is over, it's like, dude, there's still so many right. other people that are affected yeah. by this. Like, there's more. That's it's more than thinking. just me. Yeah. 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 Get out. That's it. Fucking get out by Jordan Peele, dude. Give us your. Uh, oh, actually, I, I do have a comment. One one comment. <laughs> this oh, one is this one is funny. Uh, Liana Fallon, who hated, she scathed uh, it follows last week. <laughs> she's like now this is a brilliant movie i was getting when you started your features with it follow i was sorry i was getting worried when you started your features with it follows but this is solid as fuck <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well done, Liana. Um, dude, give us your closing thoughts, uh, Matthew. Ooh, all right. Um, yeah, man. Like I, like I've been saying, this is. I feel like we're we're. This is one of those first candidates in the the renaissance of horror films. Like we're getting start yes. getting these really good ones. The fact that this was such a massive success, I think is going to be nothing but good too because it's going to push forward that oh people actually want intelligent horror movies and well-made stories like cool we can do that now here's the money because did you guys ever look up the the budget versus the box office receipt on this? oh yes colin, oh colin loves to test me with that shit but i already know about this shit man Ooh. it is huge like huge. This, this thing was a yeah this thing was a juggernaut, man. Like four point five versus two hundred and fifty-five. That's insane. That's massive, and that's always you know the Bloomhouse productions. That's always kind of been yep. their thing is to do very low budget, two to three to four million dollar movies. And when they when they are a success, boy, it's just like hand over fist on the profit. So that's pretty dope. Like I think this is going to be a leading example of like, nope, people are actually into not just movies that are splattered with gore or psychological horror where it was actually the main character the whole time. They're crazy. Who gives a shit? Like a more interesting, unique story. Uh, and this is, this is just a fucking fantastic example of that. I feel like it touches on these like real world racial issues in a way that highlights them and, and shows you the, the kind of pain and awkwardness involved in all of it. Uh, and then explodes that into an even crazier metaphor, I think, really fucking well, really intelligently. And it's just, you know, all the performances are good. The actual horror beats and the jump scares are all great. Like, it gets all of... I think one of the best things about this movie is that it gets all of those basic horror movie fundamentals really done well. It does all of those <laughs> well, and that gives it time to focus on telling its own kind of unique story, too. Like, it's not it's not busy trying to figure out, oh, how are we going to scare them in the next five minutes? Like, it's not worried about that. It knows that, like, the dramatic tension of what these people are actually up to and uh, Chris slowly figuring it out is terrifying enough, and it's solid, man. It's just such a fucking good movie. For sure, dude. Colin? Uh, this movie's like a bottle of wine to me. It's like uh, you can open the bottle and you can uh, – I guess a better analogy would be like horror movies in this way are like a bottle of wine to me. You can crack it open. You could chug it and you can get a headache really quick and get nauseous or you can open it, let it breathe, pour it, let it sit for a second, sip on it and enjoy it. And this movie does that really well where most of our horror movies, um, you know, like uh, to touch on like what Matt was saying, oh, is that guy the whole time? You know, something like the number 23. Um, and, you know, not only are those terrible concepts, but um, – um, even even movies that don't um, even movies that aren't high concept still have, a, you know, there's a lot of gore or there's a lot of things that we've come to ex ex uh, expect in hard movies. And those things are fine. But now we're getting used to them. Uh, I think I said this in the It Follows episode. We're not scared by stuff anymore. We just think it's fucking awesome. Um, right. Like we're not we're not terrified by these things. I know I am. You know, I grew up like Matt talked about at the beginning of the episode, grew up on horror, grew up watching Freddy Krueger, reading Stephen King, um, you know, John Carpenter and just just in engulfing this stuff by the gallons and I'm not I mean I am desensitized to it it doesn't bother me when a movie like this comes along that uh, like a bottle of wine is good taste you know it's not something that you just chug you know it's it's kind of like um, 
you know, take a take a modern horror movie like, um, you know, something like uh, Happy Death Day or or Valentine's Day or something that's come out. You know, those are almost like beer. Those are almost like energy drinks. Something drink. that's you, totally despisable, right? Right. Right. You just crack it open and chug it, and you don't really care because you're fucked up. Versus something like Get Out, you you know, you want some. You 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 have to have a patience for it, um, and and not even a whole lot of patience. This is not something where you're like, what the fuck is going on, dude? This is boring. You know, it, it's it's not boring at all, and it's very hard to do a movie that keeps you guessing the whole time and isn't just something that's like super fucking boring like uh, <laughs> like uh, something like almost like What Lies Beneath with Harrison Ford and Michelle Pfeiffer like I like that movie but it can get boring in a way and it's kind of like okay dude like I don't really even care anymore I just I, I've been sitting here for an hour I want to know what happens versus a movie like this that will age extremely well because this movie you, you can almost argue that this movie can take place in any of the last 10 years i mean there's there's nothing that okay well it's so dated because of the soundtrack or because we see them using a beeper or a fax machine or something like that uh i think it'll be end up being timeless because of not only the social commentary but a a high concept that we really haven't seen since being john malkovich but even though it's similar to being john malkovich it's nothing like it at the same time uh jordan jordan even sat down and talked with Spike Jones um, about you know the fact that their concepts were similar, and Spike Jones didn't give a shit. He's like, "No, that's cool, man. That's totally a, that's a whole different thing." Um, in fact, there's a, a really interesting fan theory that this and being John Malkovich take place in the same universe. I can't get into all that shit. It's really complicated. But <laughs> oh, wow. Jordan, Jordan Jordan Peele apparently was like, "Nah." He's like, "I'll, I'll, I'll he's like I'll, I'll take that." He's like, "I'll take the fact that they uh, you know that this kind of thing exists." You know, basically. Um, yeah, that this kind of technology and these things can kind of exist and, you know, that this is almost a sequel to um, being John Malkovich in a way. He's like, that wasn't my intention. He's like, but somebody else drew those kind of lines and I'm fucking totally fine with it, um, <laughs> which is what I love. I love when a director's like that. But I think this is great. I, I, I'll probably own it at some point um, just because it was such a milestone for, for Zoe to get me to watch. Um, and I've, uh, I've been slowly kind of building up like a, a bigger Blu-ray collection. I've been a DVD stubborn ass for like years um so i'm finally converting over to blu-ray and i, I think i'll end up getting this i'd say it's um i'd say i i'd give it like uh an eight and a half out of ten just for me personally i i think that it was a a hair overhyped just a little bit the the hype will scare me man the hype will scare me away yeah, from movies it just careful. does it does and i i'm I, but i think that for 99 percent of this it lived up to the hype and i'm very appreciative for that and thank you again for making me watch it awesome dude um matt just out of interest what would you give it Ooh, if you had to score it. it i mean like if you you don't really need to i mean you know a number no, no, a no, number no. Of... Fuck, fuck that he has to do it joe he has to your territory a number value isn't really indicative of what you feel but like i mean i guess like for the plebs out there who are like oh, i give it a number value so i can skip to the end <laughs> like that shit um i would definitely off the top of my head Solid eight, a solid eight. Um, yeah, nice. Um, it's definitely up there. It's, it's just a, mm. I still don't think it quite, like if I'm going to go as a horror fanatic and be like, especially put it up among horror movies or horror movies I want to own, it's in there, it's in the collection, but it's not in like my top 10, I'll admit. Um, yeah. But I still mm -hmm. think it's it's worthy of its place among horror films and it's solid. Nice. Um, I do I do want to touch on something that you mentioned earlier, Matt, about Bloomhouse. Um, so yeah, Bloomhouse have been kind of killing it lately in the horror in the horror perspective. they they do almost only horror slash thrillers. So dude, they did upgrade, they did um they're doing Halloween. So Halloween's getting really, really good reviews, this new one. Ooh. Um 
they did uh, they did split like they they they're fucking killing it and they did hush um another one another studio that's really really interesting and something that people really got to look out for is a24 oh, yeah. um so they they mm-hmm. did um hereditary man that Whew. that shit is terrifying like <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> it's 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 a weird kind of terrifying um but this movie man um if i had to score it i would give it a 9 um it is i think it's it's close to perfect it's not quite perfect but i mean this is jordan peele's first movie like like yeah. that's 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 Very fucking impressive. outstanding written and directed man like that that when he when he got up and won the oscar i was like i am i am proud of you man like you you just you did so well um and it was just like a a really big cultural sort of achievement i think as well um it was nominated for best picture best actor and i think i think those two were really like those were really well deserved um but yeah man this this movie's outstanding i just i can't uh it's very to me it's very unique like i said um earlier i i i really haven't seen this concept done anywhere else colin you might have because you've seen more than me uh, i mean like look, you guys mentioned being john malkovich but I, I haven't really seen that so i'm kind of i'm coming at this like really really cleanly um and it just keeps you guessing until like the moments that it wants to let you know hey this is actually what's going on um the 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 way the tension's built up very hitchcockian very very suspenseful very tense um great great performances from kaluuya um and uh Al- what's her name allison williams something <laughs> allison williams um and the parents too man holy shit they're fucking fantastic um but yeah this is this is an achievement in horror i think um and is it would you would you say it's like a tr- it's not a traditional horror though a lot of people would be like mm, it's a thriller but i would say that it's an actual horror yeah, I would um, too. Yeah, I think of it as a it, horror it, film. It, it it feels like old school horror. It feels like, in a weird way, the like the loss of your identity, the loss of who you are. It feels very and I mean, helplessness, old, right? Right. It feels. I mean, like Poe and Lovecraft, like kind of like like dread, just this dread of losing everything that you are, but not losing it enough that you don't. Like it's not like oh you die you die and then at least there's some relief in your death. No, you have to stay and be a passenger in it. True. Like Jesus Christ, dude! It's like I, I, one of the creepiest lines I always think of is, "Or there are fates worse than death." And it's like, dude, that that's one of them. Like that's one of the worst fates you can imagine. Just a lifelong tor- like torment, torment and and torture of this. Um, but um, but yeah, I I think and I, I mean it. Regardless of how you feel about it as a as a as a horror film, or if it's a thriller, or a suspense thing, it's absolutely a, a cultural landmark. Um, I, I it's it, it was a huge um, it, it was a, it was a huge step forward in things because I mean, for one thing, Jordan Peele was the first African American, I think, like writer, yeah. director, and producer to make a horror film that got over a hundred million dollars. Dude, a hundred yeah. million dollars ain't shit to get a movie yeah. anymore. I mean, that it, that's like that's just making a almost like a, a good movie these days. First, um, first American uh, African American. To- to win in that category for Oscars. Right, yeah. So, I mean, not only is the film with its subject matter a cultural landmark, but at the same time with uh, Jordan Peele. And, I, you know, it's great seeing him from doing these, oh, yeah, he's the funny guy who does impressions of Barack Obama. It's like, no, this guy can make a 
damn good movie. Um, and, you know, when you can be serious and you can be funny at the same time, dude, that is a left-right combo that's going to fucking put people down. Um, For sure. And I, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy to see that he's doing something like this and really look forward to whatever he's going to do next. For sure. I'm really keen for us. Oh, by the way, I actually really dig his Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's like a clip where he's just like meeting like white people and they're like, he's like, he's like welcoming the black. He's like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's, yeah, we've, we've beaten this horse to death. Um, Get Out was really awesome, man. Love this movie. Great movie. Really fun to cover it. Matt. Thank you so much for jumping onto this episode, dude. Yes, like we thank you. We're so glad to have you, dude. Happy to um, be here, man. This was fun. Give uh, give us give us a plug for LSG. Give us a plug for whatever you're doing now. What 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 are you up to? Ooh, uh, well, right now, kind of like what I was talking about when you brought it up earlier in the Illuminati, I'm getting ready to record uh, the next session of that tomorrow. We're all going to be together again doing the next. I guess it'll probably be edited into three more episodes again, two or three more episodes. Nice. But we'll be doing that. So that's that's the thing I'm probably excited the most about lately that we're doing is we're actually playing a role-playing game. The, the system we're using is Monster of the Week, which is also uh, what the Adventure Zone is currently using. So if anybody has listened to that, uh. you'll be familiar with how that plays out. Uh, we all got you to work on our characters, work on our character voices, decide what we're going to be doing next. It's just a totally new thing for us, and it's a ton of fun. And like I was saying, five buckos a month, and then you're a member, and then you can hear those episodes, or you can be one of the plebs and wait like another nine months but uh yeah that's i'm super pumped about it it's a good fucking time for sure dude um and you can you can find so um lsg media pretty much on every social media platform right like i mean facebook you got the lsg media film group which anyone can join oh yeah um but then if you're an illuminati you get an exclusive bonus page uh which again is a cult um <laughs> <laughs> they're on instagram they're on twitter um Everywhere. i think I, th- I think the lovely Damaris manages those. She does, Damaris. and Pinterest. Ah, uh, yes, and Pinterest. Maria's on that one, I think. Indeed. Or, or what? Yeah, those those two are the are the greatest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Midnight Double Feature. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, we got two pages. That's the After Party and Midnight Double Feature. The After Party is where we post all our fucking memes and our news and shit like that. <laughs> um, it's kind of our cult. <laughs> uh, we, maybe we can join cults one day. <laughs> a little cult cults. party. Merging robes. Yep. Yeah. We're on Instagram. Uh, that's at Midnight Double Feature. We're on Twitter. That's at, at MDF Pod. Um, you can listen to us on YouTube. You can listen to us on Spotify. Pretty much anywhere. Um, again, this was fucking fun, guys. Do you guys have anything anything else to say? Ooh, I'm tapped out, man. This is a good time. I'm tapped out. Yeah, absolutely. Just thanks for thanks for Matt coming on. Doors always open. Your anybody from LSG is always fucking welcome in this house. So uh, if you guys ever want to hop on, just say the word, man. Hell yeah! You can bet your sweet ass we're gonna reach out to you again. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's a good movie, don't you be picking me some shitty Freddy movie like Freddy Number Seven or some dog shit. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't you put me on RoboCop too? <laughs> don't you dare! Why you think about it? <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna jump off here. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next time. 